This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Butter Gadgets. Schindler's Little Helper. Basic public education English. Okay, Biodome. <laughs> Please ask your wife to put away her smoke box. Sucking it, holding it, wearing it. Huffing on vanilla cheese delight. All that is related, by the way. Yeah. All three of those. Yeah. Nipple deep in season two. Drunk bush girls. One of the good Harveys. Red-headed little ginger man. Zach Efron. He's a man, right? Stand next to me on the subway, Mr. Urine Farmer. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Whoa, look at this. Hot butter, oh my gosh, look, it's pain. Hot butter, right on the popcorn. Uncle Johnson, tell me a story. The Morning Stream, you're soaking in it. everyone welcome back to the morning stream it is chris not christmas eve it is new <laughs> year's eve new year's evil, evil. i am evil <laughs> you know what i like about best. that hot know. butter that that uh russian uh, uh russian butter reviewer guy yeah yeah the fact that he reviews gadgets kitchen gadgets yeah but he pronounces them gadgets yeah gadgets <laughs> What a great gadget. This oh, is good gadget. This is Very good, good. gadget, but probably my oh. favorite gadget. Yeah. Oh, it's spraying hot butter all over the popcorn. Oh, great gadget. All right, <laughs> let's move on to butter corn spreader. We put a piece of corn or a piece of butter in here and smear it all over corn. Oh, good gadget. What yeah. a good gadget. Yeah, gadgets. I mean, he basically ensured that I'll watch anything he ever does. So, <laughs> totally. I absolutely. guess. I guess. Congratulations. Great if we find out that it's the biggest ruse ever. Like he's he's just you know. <laughs> he's just doing uh, a voice. Mike, oh. Mike Fleming from uh, Schenectady, New York, or something. That would suck. <laughs> I would be so sad. I need something in this modern world to be real, man, and it needs to be the right. butter guy. The butter Russian guy needs to be real. Be the Russian butter guy. Yeah, I don't want him to change. Anyway. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's Scott and Brian. We're doing a TMS, uh, you know, the morning stream. That's what it's short for. Yeah, yeah. And it really is indeed December 31st, 2019, which it is means. Indeed. Really, truly. As honestly. of Thursday, when, we're com- when we come back to the show on Thursday, uh, uh-huh. we'll, be, we'll, in, we'll be in a year that I, when I was young, thought would never exist. I never thought 2020 <laughs> would happen. Right. In fact, sure. I remember the, the, just the saying the number 20 or 2000 seemed crazy. When I was a kid, because to me it was like, no, that's the future. That's like, you know, that's way in the future. That's science fiction future. That's like, you know, mm-hmm. robots roam the earth future. And uh, yet here we are at the 2020. And uh, this is when uh, Pacific Rim takes place. This is when um, Terminator Dark Fate takes place. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. the film yesterday. Uh, part of it takes place in 2020. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise takes place in 2020. I didn't know that. Yeah, this is, this is good. Oh, there's a whole uh, category here's of films set in 2020. Category. Here's the one. That's, here's the one that's really funny. Sonic the Hedgehog film. Great. Well, 
It comes out in 2020. Yeah, so that, of course it, it takes. That's it stupid. That's really stupid. I don't like Ghostbusters that. Afterlife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You'll like this one though. Pokemon Destiny De- Deoxy Deoxys. That's some mm, some sure. anime that that came, that happened this year. Destiny Deoxys. Uh huh. Future X Cops. That's that. cool. I don't know what that is. Codename mm. Phoenix. Domino. Droid. Yeah, if only if only Domino was a uh, an X Men film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Annihilation Earth. I remember that. That's uh, we need to film like that. That's the um, that's uh, Aaron Eckhart deal where the aliens attack L A or something. I think isn't it? No, that's that's Annihilation L A. Ah. Yeah, L uh, Annihilation Earth uh, features uh, Marina Sirtis and Luke Goss. Oh, never mind. Not the movie I thought it was. <laughs> Not the movie. Huh. However, Luke Goss, we did just see him in some other future invasion, Invasion LA, Battle LA, Battlefield LA. Battlefield, maybe we did just see Luke Goss in something else. That oh, might be maybe it was of. the uh, Death Race, one of the Death Race movies. Could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are fun. I like those. I wouldn't mind watching yeah. another Death Race for film sag. Anyway. You, you wouldn't. I'll tell you what. <laughs> look, <laughs> New Year's Evil got me in the mood for schlock, man. I want more oh, yeah. well, schlocky garbage. I need did it. You, uh, did you sign up for the free uh, Shudder seven days when no. we did Christmas Evil? No, because I already did it back when I watched oh, okay. Creepshow. Oh, yeah, already... yeah. That's right, yeah. And I'm currently not subscribed. but oh, okay. Uh, I I, I, that's where you get your, your great, uh, uh, your, your terrific stream of schlock. Well, here's, schlock. here's the problem. I only want the schlock as a se- steady supply of energy for the for the show. I don't care about it in any other way. Like I oh, I mean I care okay. about it in some ways like oh I'm, I'm glad this stuff exists, but yeah. in a world devoid of film sack, I'm not sitting around watching this kind of stuff. Mm. Like forget mm-hmm. it. I'm going to watch something mm-hmm. I want to watch. But because film sack exists, it almost justifies the subscription because then we could find some crazy thing that we want to we want to see. Right. But what I found when I watched it before because we weren't pulling any movies from it, is most of it's garbage. I hear that's about to change. They're about to get a, a bunch of like a, a influx of really good horror over there. But there's a lot oh, of really? there's a lot of crap on there, like really crappy yeah. stuff. And I was yeah. like, this isn't worth eight bucks a month. I'm not doing this. No, that so. this, that'll be one of the first ones I get rid of when I finish watching uh, when I start and finish watching Creep Show. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm really excited to hear how that goes because I yeah. want to know what you think of that. I'll bet you I'm debating like on on if I'm going to keep it until I start Creep Show because um, I'm still in the Expanse. I'm in I'm at the near the end of season two of the Expanse, which means I still have three more seasons of the Expanse to go. Right there on season five that just came uh, out. Five just. No, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Did four just start or five just start? Now I don't know. I think four maybe it just started. Oh, if it's okay. Well, it's still that's still a lot. It's still a lot um, of content. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it may be really worthless to keep. Uh, shutter going for a month when i'm not probably not going to be using it good point oh yeah season four is what just started that's right okay and so uh uh, um don't let season three has a little bit of a slowdown okay i don't i I don't want you to have that daunt you though i want you to push through that as your as your friend and advisor push through season three of the expanse's slow bits because it really kicks in four really okay cool Uh, please tell me that Deputy sec- Undersecretary uh, <laughs> is still in season three and season four. She's still in it. She's all up in it. She's still smoking really, 12 packs I really, a day. really like her, honestly. Oh, I, she's I really amazing. Do. She's amazing. She is. And you know what? I don't know how old she is. She's probably 
60 something 70 i don't know mm-hmm. yeah she looks amazing she does, yes. Like, I led to shoe or something like that. I she, if she walked into a room, the whole room would just go, oh my gosh, what are we doing today? Well, Look at her. No, she's she's uh, she's got kind of a Catherine Zeta-Jones from the future kind of look to her. <laughs> After a thousand packs of cigarettes. <laughs> right, exactly. She, yeah. Shore Ag... Agonothon. Ag de Shlu. Ag yeah. And she is uh, 67 years old. Yeah, she looks amazing. She's She is very compelling. There's just something about her. Um, mm-hmm. I think she just commands the space she's in. Like, even yeah. at, like, a Comic-Con panel, you see them all up there mm-hmm. schlubbing it, you know? Right, right. You know, some guys are in their jeans and T-shirts, and, you know, it's just like they're chilling at, at Comic-Con. She gets up on that panel, and everything changes. The whole cadence of the event changes. She's just, like, some kind of glorious mm-hmm. creature. That floated she in is. from another planet. I think she was in. She was in the X Men uh, film, the the really crappy third one, uh, oh, Last Stand. Last but Stand. she was. Oh, that was bad. It was at, uh, House and House of Sand and Fog. She was great in with uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Wasn't uh, Gandhi in that? What's his name? Gandhi was in that. Yeah, yeah Gandhi. The, um, I think uh, his name. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Um, Schindler's buddy. Schindler's little helper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, but boy, that voice, man. She, uh... <laughs> uh, she like she's like Harvey. Who's that guy that does? Uh... <laughs> she... Oh, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Yes, Firestein. Fire, Harvey, Harvey Firestein. Firestein. She's got a little bit of the Harvey Firestein voice, which is pretty great. Harvey Firestein with an accent. Yeah, one of the good Harveys. <laughs> Did you see that thing where Harvey Weinstein shows up to his court stuff with a cane? And a wheelchair, and he's just feebling around, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's got the gout or whatever." And he, you know, they're all, "Oh, poor Harvey we- Wire- Weierstein. Weierstein finds uh, we- Weinstein. He's going through all this stuff." Firewire. Harvey Firewire. As soon as the court <laughs> thing's over, he's seen just walking around, no cane, no thing. He just was bullshitting. Yeah. yeah. Piece of crap. It's uh, you disgusting. It's, it's, the, scone. it's the guy that uh, was, you know, was suing the Brady's. Uh, who showed up to court with the uh, neck brace on? And yep, uh, yep. that's exactly <laughs> it. I hate that when I, when people get caught doing to, that. I hate it. Oh. Try to curry sympathy from the from the jury. Yeah, I don't like it. No scones are good. I'm just saying he looks like a big pockmarked scone. Imagine that guy trying to come on to you in the middle of a freaking uh, a hotel room. Yeah, come right. into my hotel room and I'll uh, we'll take a look at your resume. <laughs> like, oh, oh no, my. My robe fell open. Uh, <laughs> what have I done? Oh, well, I guess we'll just have full view of my man unit. <laughs> he's just so gross. Anyway. He's gross. Uh, foul, foul individual. He's a foul individual. All right, I got to share an experience I had last night with what I consider to be another foul individual. But well, I cannot I for the life of me figure out why this was happening. And it happened all night long. It didn't matter I would wake up from it and go, whew, glad that's over. Go back to sleep. And I would continue the dream. The dream would not leave me alone. You ever oh, have really? You, yeah. Like you'd, you'd wake up, you'd be up, you'd be separated from it. But then when you went back to sleep, it would come back in. Yeah. Do you ever have one of oh. those where it just won't yes. leave? Oh my gosh. You know, it usually happens if I'm sick, if I'm doing like NyQuil. Yeah. Uh, that'll happen. Mm. Yeah. That stuff will get you. Probably a good drunk, drunk thing too. Like yeah. if I'm drunk, then it'll. This is a fun local Utah joke about uh, about NyQuil being, uh, they call it Mormon vodka, basically. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. A lot of people, when they're I looking f- for a little... I found out that a, a knife can be called an Arkansas toothpick. Right. 
It's like one of those, right? It's yeah. one of those kind yep, of things. Exactly. Anyway, John Voigt is in my yeah. dreams. <laughs> and Did he bite a pencil? <laughs> yeah, he got out of his car and into my dreams. Um, anyway, he's in my dreams for some reason. And in my oh. dreams, John Voigt is, you know, sometimes the, the premise is already set and you never had to watch it. You just know it. So you already sure. know what the premise yeah. of your dream is. That's right. how this was. I knew as the dream started that for some reason he's living with us, that he's suffering from severe dementia. Okay. And that he's getting harder and harder to manage because of the dementia. So basically he's Ray Donovan, the character he plays on Ray Donovan. Kind of, yeah. And so <laughs> in this scenario, uh, we have to, for some reason there is a trip we're going on that we have to go on, Kim, me, and Carter, and nobody else for some reason. It's just the three of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to leave, but to do it, we have to leave him home. We can't take him with us. And at one point... <laughs> he's house-sitting house sitting for you? Yeah, I guess, or something. I don't know what's going on. It's almost like he's family, but he's not family. Like, uh-huh. I can't figure out what's, what's going on, but he's horrible. He'll pee the bed, and then he'll walk out in the living room. He'll grin and then fall on his face, and you'll think he's dead. He'll <laughs> actually smack his head on the floor, on the hard floor, and you think he's dead, but then he'll get up again. And then, you know, poop himself and then just just a real mess. And it's all John. It's John freaking Voigt. And, wow. uh, and had you had you seen anything with John Voigt in it recently? No, nothing. That's the thing. Other than I mean, maybe three weeks ago, I saw the Seinfeld episode about the car. That's it. Sure. OK. Like I I don't pay a lot of attention to John Voigt. I, the last time we saw him on Film Sack, I think it was Anaconda. Like that's Jeez. how long ago it was. So I just don't he's not in my life, really. But in the dream, and I kept waking up from it, going back to sleep, and the dream would continue, like, right where I left off. It would pick yeah. right up. Oh, I hate that. Oh, it was so annoying. And he was all in it and doing his thing. So finally, we did have to leave. And for some reason, we decided to leave him with a red-headed neighbor kid. <laughs> now, the okay. re- reason I say red, it's not a kid I know. It's not an actual neighbor kid I know. But for some reason in the dream, there's a neighbor kid who has red, very red hair and just lots of freckles. And for uh-huh. some reason, it we in the dream, it was like, that's what we'll do. We'll leave him with this kid. This kid will watch him. <laughs> so He's like a Dennis the Menace kind of kid, it sounds like. I don't like know. a I problem mean, child or uh... he didn't even have like he didn't even have like a he never really exhibited much of a personality. He was just kind of a, oh. a just a mannequin of a kid. But... Oh, that'll make things easy for John Voight. Then. <laughs> that's what I thought. So anyway, in the dream, we leave and I have all the security cameras on. And as soon as we leave, I check the security cameras and John Voigt is walking through the house with just a uh, like a dress shirt on and nothing else. Unbuttoned, <laughs> open dress shirt, nothing else. Okay. The kid like is describing with Harvey Firestein or Weinstein. Weinstein. Exactly. Under his arm, he has the upper part, upper half of a naked lady with no face. For some reason, she has no face. I can't explain that part. I don't know. She has no face, but it's this naked lady. And the kid is on the other end carrying the feet of the naked <laughs> lady. And they're going into a room where I don't have a security camera. That's, oh, that's hilarious. You're watching this. <laughs> and now I'm just watching this happen from like my car from my phone in the dream. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I and wow. that's and that's where it ends. But that took all night to tell that story. It was awful. I hated it. John Voigt is an a-hole in that in my dream. He is just a pain in the butt. On the one hand, he's has dementia. On the other hand, I think he doesn't is faking it as just being an ass. Like, I don't know yeah. what was going on, but freaking F John Voigt. 
All right. Well, we've got our Thursday with uh, Wendy set up. Uh, We don't need an email. It was so weird. And it made me feel weird. And it made me feel gross. And every time I'd wake up, I'd go, oh, gross. What are we doing here? So I got up and I peed and I got a little water. And I was like walking (laughs) around for a little bit thinking, okay, let's shake this off. Shake this off. Let's play Tetris or something. I didn't play. Shake, anything, shake off, shake, shake it off. Meaning, shake off the dream. Yeah, shake off the dream. Exactly. Shake yeah. it. Off. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Just I can clear s- it up for for anyone listening. No, 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 I can see the confusion. I totally can. Yes. So I wow. went back. To, I went back to bed, and it just kept coming back, and I just don't get it. So, if anyone out there has an interpretation of what's going on, I mean, I know that John Voight is kind of, you know, newsy lately because he's he's like a big time Trump butt licker. And uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So maybe that's where uh, he's creeping in. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just don't. I don't have an explanation for it. To me, it was like it was as inexplicable as why Seinfeld chose him as the guy's car that they were going to get in the pencil that was right. chewed. <clears throat> like why? Why? Why John Voight of all people? Of all what do you the think actors, Angela Jolie would think of this whole thing. Like uh, you know, the na- walking through your house uh, as somebody put it, Donald ducking it with the shirt and <laughs> shirt and no pants. Carrying a naked lady with the uh, redheaded uh, neighbor child that he's, he was supposed to watch. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, like, do they even hang out? Do you think they had Christmas together or anything? Do you think Angelina Jolie ah, and John Boyd hang out? It does. You, you got to wonder what those what those holiday get-togethers are like. Yeah, for all these for for all the like the the bald ones and the freaking like right. I want to know yeah. like I know Ron Howard gets together with his brother. And their dad before he died, and they all hung out, and they were a happy family, sure, right? Like, sure. I get that that can exist, but yeah. I want to know, like, does Daniel and Stephen hang out with Alec on Christmas Day? Right. Or, well, specifically, does any do any of the other Baldwin brothers hang out with Stephen? Yeah, good point. <laughs> because he's he is it feels like the one wheel that kind of fell off the truck and just kind of kept rolling down the uh down the exit ramp <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit so so yeah all the famous families i've always been curious about that if yeah. your family like it seems like the the hemsworth boys all get along yeah sure i'm sure they all get along and they all get together and do stuff i'm sure lily allen and alfie you know oh yeah they like the, each other right? past the jello salad at the table and <laughs> stuff like that but you think she calls him reek and demands she he passes it or? <laughs> would you like the sausage <laughs> <laughs> just sit there doing this right <laughs> still the greatest gift to ever come out of that show it really is yes that's well, anyway a gift. that's a gift i'm always just curious about family yeah famous families do they hang out are they sick of each other do they hate each other is there any sure. love lo- is there love lost you know like how, how do you make that work because i don't think that'd be very pleasant that would suck no you know? i feel like and i feel like the the void slash jolie clan would be a rough one because i know that for a while the they were not talking to each other there was you know major animosity between those two and i don't know if they ever patched things up so Mm. that would be that would be a tough one i think the baldwin one is a good example of another one that might be a tough one Mm -hmm. um plus i think alex (laughs) like some of them i wonder if some of them are like well your your popularity and your your level of fame is so much greater than ours that that's that causes friction for some Right, you know, right. like that's how right. that's how Clint Howard they're, they're should sitting feel. They're sitting on the table, and uh, Stephen Baldwin says, "You know, I really don't care for your uh, Trump impersonation that you do on uh, SNL." And Alec just looks at him and goes, "Okay, Biodome." <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be hard to like throw back another bad Alec Baldwin. No, video. oh yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you just got to stay away from the usual suspects. Anything else, any other movie is fair game. Yeah. To, 
to put Stephen Baldwin in his place. Oh, he was so good in that. Bums me out. He was yeah. so, he was really good in that movie. He was really good in that. He said yeah. some terrible things in it that now he says in real life. So I, I, now I'm starting to think <laughs> the character right. and the dude were the same. But uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, John Void dreams. Kuzaks probably all hang out. I like the ones that people are bringing up in the chat room. The Kuzaks. Uh, yeah, they've uh, got probably that. all hang out for Christmas. You gotta expect that. Yeah, and they got like a third the sister, Wilson and I think they all get along with their parents and stuff. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. There's definitely. I'm sure there's Jonas Brothers probably all hang out. Yeah, they like each other, <laughs> don't they? The Hanson kids <laughs> who aren't kids anymore. Isn't one of so one of the Jonas Brothers is married to Sansa Stark, and apparently she's right. attached to her jewel vape machine twenty four seven. Is what oh, really? Heard and seen. Oh. Yeah. If you look up any picture of them. She's uh -huh. sucking it, holding it, wearing she's it. Always, it's uh, just there. Ugh. And I wonder if, like, Thanksgiving, she's at the end of the table just huffing on that thing with vanilla cheese delight or whatever flavor she's got in there. And the rest you of think, them uh, are just like, dude, can you have your wife, like, put that in her purse? <laughs> can you ask your wife to put her put her uh, smoke box away, please? <laughs> Blow her Vanilla smoke. cheese delight. <laughs> That is going to be a, a show title. <laughs> I don't know what, whatever flavors they do. They got all kinds of weird flavors. But yeah, if you I just assume do, that it's always cotton candy. Always. I just always assume cotton candy. So if I do a Jonas Brothers married, I can't remember her name is the problem. Uh, you can use, yeah, here we go. Jonas Brothers, who's married? Okay. I'm uh, looking, uh, Jonas, zibba, 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 Sansa Stark. There it is, Sophie Turner. That's who it is. Sophie Turner. So right. if you look up I Sophie can, Turner, can, who, I you can know, remember Maisie's name because that's a great name, but Sophie Turner, I can never remember. Uh, when she started out on Game of Thrones, she was very young. She was like, what, 12 or something? Hmm. Um, wow. So, you know, it's the rigors of, of a Hollywood upbringing means you, means you got to vape. You got to vape. Right. Right. Okay, if you, so or here's what you do. Sophie Turner vape. If you search for that in Google Images, uh -huh. just nonstop images of Sophie Turner vaping. Just vaping. <laughs> oh, yeah. <look> at <laughs> all different pictures, different outfits. Yep. But all the same. Yep. Vaping. Like she's, vape. like she's trying to stick her tongue inside the headphone port of an iPod or something. Yeah. Like, like it's breathing. Like you don't live unless you vape. Did she learn nothing from from Dark Phoenix? Yeah, I mean nobody did really. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, uh, this is kind of weirdly weirdly tangential celebrity news. But you like the Billie Eilish, right? I do like the Billie Eilish. Yeah, and her brother, who's super talented, and I'm trying to remember his name. He does a lot of uh, arrangements stuff with her, right? Like uh, he does. Like he arranges all of her. Uh, Phineas. He goes. He uh, uh, performs under the name Phineas. Oh, all right. Uh. If you look up Billie Eilish's brother's girlfriend, oh, you'll see okay. a weird thing um, where, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, I'm going to put this image in our Discord chat. I'll also put it in the chat room. Okay. Uh, on the left is Billie Eilish. Uh -huh. On the right is Billie Eilish's brother's girlfriend. Oh, 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 really? <laughs> Yes, very similar in look. I, mean, I don't know about that. That's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's kind of funny. It's like uh, they both have uh, stoner eyes. They kind of do. Yeah. Here's here's a better one. It's almost like a game. Which one is Billie Eilish? Which one is the girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, are there any pictures of Billie Eilish where she's not wearing a tent or whatever it is she's wearing all the time? 
<laughs> it's always in a like tent. Like an emo tent? Yeah, it's always like a... Oh, yeah, look at that. That's crazy, dude. Oh, look, yeah. he's like a little red-headed little ginger man. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a little leprechaun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like some of her music. I the ones they yeah. play on the radio are way overplayed. That bad guy thing is too much, but... Uh, it is. That's it good. Is. I've heard some great covers of bad guy. Uh, the uh, there's a great ska cover by the Replicators. The Replicants? No, who is it? It is uh, Ooh, a ska cover of that. Yeah, and it's great because it uh, you know it kicks in with the horns. That's perfect. Yeah, I could hear it. Is. Interrupters. That's it. The Interrupters. Oh, that's we'll play. Cool. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get it on the show here uh, um, in the next week. Yeah. Why not? I like that. That's awesome. But that reminds me. Okay, so this is the, this is the only year end thing we'll do unless we think of something else. Sure. Uh, and you probably said this on Coverville, and I missed it. Your favorite album of 2019, new album. My favorite album. Um, this is going to boy. This is gonna. So I put my three favorites on Twitter the other day. Yeah. And my three favorite favorite um, uh, albums of the year are uh, Hyperspace by Beck. Okay. Sound oh. and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. Oh, yeah, dude. And my favorite album of the year is Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Really? And that is a no good album. Part, yeah. And no small part to the fact that uh, Heim, the band Heim, is involved. Yeah. And no small part to the fact that it's kind of a concept album. Like, it, it's, um, uh, it's got a through line about marriage throughout the whole thing that is kind of like a... Um, a consistent uh consistent story it's it's crazy that is a really good album and part of why i like it is because it does not adhere to the typical vampire weekend sound exactly it's it's a different different thing and it's very good yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's a good i'd forgotten about that i didn't know beck had a new album so that bums me out. i'll have to check that out no don't be bummed now you have a whole new beck album to enjoy you should be excited it's like oh i have an entire brand new beck album that i haven't heard any of sure like if i could hear that album again for the first time i'd love it I think my favorite album of the year, if I had to pick uh-huh. one, yep, I concur with most of what you said, uh, sure. and I even said and seen, I'll bet the Beck one's good, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to say my number one album of the year, weirdly, because this is th- usually not me, it's not the genre I'm into, Sure, but I listen to this more than anything else. I think it's Hollywood is Bleeding by uh, Post Malone. His, oh, his, really? his new okay. album, the it's this is the one that uh, for people who maybe not know a lot about it, except you know that he did a thing with Ozzy. It's the one with Ozzy on it. Ozzy okay. Osbourne's on a track. Um, it's it's really good. I played that more than anything this year, and I loved it. Really, really liked it. That's uh, cool. For right, those in the chat that thought I was going to say the Fury Road soundtrack, <laughs> no, I still listen to it, but no. <laughs> it had to come out. Yeah, this I year. don't. I don't get to listen to a lot of stuff that isn't cover songs. So, because um, I'm always, it feels like I'm always preparing for a uh, for a show. Yeah. But uh, um, you should check it out. I, it's so oh, oh. he's 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 figured out a way, and they just seem to get better and better. But figure out a way to bring melodic tone to hmm. a r- kind of rapper hip hop sensibility. And it's a mix I really like. Like, cool. Everyone knows a Spider-Man song, the right uh, Sunflower song. Yeah, 
Everyone knows that. <laughs> I, sing it, I sing it actually just like Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse, don't I? Isn't that the way he sings yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of mumbles it. But uh, <laughs> this new album, Hollywood's Bleeding, is very, 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 very good, in my very opinion. Cool. Right. I will put it. I will, I'll put it in my list for tonight. So I'm. I'm still thinking. Still planning on driving for Lyft tonight, and I'm going to have three Apple Music radio stations ready to go. You know how you like. You basically pick a song you like, and then say, "Sure, uh, Siri, make a radio station out of this," and it'll make an entire station based on that. Like basically a Pandora thing. Sure. Um, or Spotify. So I'm going to have one that's a uh, Frank Sinatra croonery kind of stuff. I'm going to have one that's like a hair metal. You know, starts with uh, "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have a um, uh, an EDM, uh, Daft Punk, uh, probably starting with uh, Daft Punk around the world, and maybe I'll start another one that starts with Post Malone and kind of yeah. You know, how's that? Some of the stuff, <clears throat> some of his shared universe gets a little mumble rappy for my taste, but his yeah. his actual stuff, I I don't know, I don't know what it is. He's just cool. infectious. I just uh, I'm not sick of that album. I really like it. That's cool. No, I'll um, give it a listen for all sure. All right. Well, we'll, we'll. I apparently got to check out Maggie Rogers too. I've been oh, hearing uh, who's that. A lot of good things about Maggie Rogers. Should heard I, in it a pa- heard it in a past life. Should I know her from something? She. Uh, uh, I don't know her from anything. Yeah. I just know that that somebody has recommended her stuff to me. Interesting. <laughs> TVZ on says just do the end of the Spider Verse soundtrack. Is the soundtrack all good? Like, is it? It is a variety of people, right? Oh, the Spider Verse soundtrack. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole bunch of yeah. artists. I think. Yeah, his only song in there is that one, but gotcha. it's a good one. That's still a good song. And their okay. his last last album was good too. They're, the albums just keep getting better, and this newest one just has a lot of crazy range and interesting. Uh, like I said, the Ozzy Osbourne combo he does, mm-hmm. or the the mm-hmm. uh, collaboration he does, collaboration. Yeah. It's such a great homage to like Ozzy era metal. It's just, and it doesn't. Mm. You would think it wouldn't fit within the Post Malone you know whatever that genre is but it works it's it's very good cool anyway all right someone's all right, gonna I'll give a listen somebody out there's gonna think i'm crazy but i really like it all right uh brian now this whoops now this hi breaking news <laughs> all right time for the breaking news it's brought to you by <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at current geek <laughs> oh, i did that i did the whole thing backwards it was supposed to be the echo on the first part no yet no echo on the on the back part oops uh current geek is back this week Check Thursday for a brand new show. It's currentgeek.com uh, for details. Yeah, Tom is uh, was in Japan for two weeks, but he'll yeah. be back. And uh, so when he gets back, we'll we'll be right I back. Can't wait to hear it. about the Japan trip. Was this his first time to Japan? No, I think this is maybe second overall. Okay, I think. God, so. I wish I could have. Wish I could have recommended that really nutty uh, restaurant that Tina and I went to with the guy dressed up in the frog costume, humping the side of my wife's head oh, with a right. Kermit doll. <laughs> right. Maybe they. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have recommended that experience to Tom and Eileen. <laughs> maybe, maybe they went. Who knows? You never know. I guess we'll have to ask him. I guess we won't yeah. see him tomorrow though, because there's no show tomorrow. But uh, right. anyway, we'll see how that went for him. In the news today, there's a new wearable vest. You know, wearables—they're really? the hot thing. Yeah, these watches. You know, people wear these. Uh, yeah, you got the uh, they got the Fitbits and the whatnots and the stuff hanging off your sure. clothes. And sure. some people have like warming coats and things like that. Well. Here's a new one, a self-sustaining garden, and you water it with your own Waterworld-style urine. <laughs> All right, you can be the mariner, too. I like I like that the headline begins with, 
this wearable vest grows aren't all vests wearable yeah it feels like all vests are wearable they're wrong about yeah. uh you should say this this vest this wearable self-sustaining garden is a vest that's watered by your own urine there you go it's not yeah. hard people we brian and i went to basic public education english okay and we know how you're supposed to do it. What's we wrong went with you? to basic public education English. Yes. <laughs> what do you have fourth period? Basic public education English. <laughs> Perfect. We should slough. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, was that the word you apples. used? Do you guys would say slough? Would you say that when you when you'd uh, miss class and go to the mall or something? Would you call no, it ditch? Is what we'd say. You guys would say ditch. We call it sloughing. Slough? Yes. S l s l o u g h or s l u f f u f f. I think. Really? Yeah. Slough. That's my least least, <laughs> least favorite uh, cable network is the UFF channel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we'd slough uh, class, and then others would ditch class, and others would skip class. Interesting. And I, yeah, I always ditch. had this feeling that, that sloughing was a thing only we said, and now I think you helped me confirm it. Maybe we only did. Yeah, that might have been a Utah thing. Yeah. Um, like that. Slough. Huh. Anyway, it's funny because I looked up slough and the alternative spelling of, of S-L-U-F-F is S-L-O-U-G-H. Like when a, a snake loses its skin, when it sheds its skin, it's slough. Sloughing school. Let me look at this up. Okay, sure. so sure. so it is used. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I never doubted you for a second. Oh, no, no, no. But I really, I, I felt even <laughs> at the time like we were using it more than other places were using it. Yeah, that's that feels like it's regional like soda versus pop, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's see how they say it. Slough. Okay. That's what we thought. Okay. Sure. Slough. Hold on. Interesting. The Deseret News mm -hmm. uh, is one of the first articles that kind of one of the first uh, sources of, of slough school when you Google it. Oh, that's it. You're right. News it is. is a big Salt Lake City. Uh, Deseretnews.com. The ABCs of sloughing school. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a local paper. So now it makes sense. There anyway. you go. So this thing, you pee to make it uh, grow, which is cool. <laughs> is it transparent? Like, I feel like I want it to be one of those uh, biospheres. <laughs> oh, you those want little... like a plastic, like... Oh, my God. No, it's just like a, you're wearing a Chia vest, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's a Chia vest. That's it's exactly a Pia what vest. it is. <laughs> it's a Pia on your Chia vest. Uh, <laughs> Arusak Gabrielian says she was inspired to create what is believed to be the world's uh, first wearable farm after seeing what her body could provide for her newborn. I hope she wasn't feeding pee to the kid. Anyway. <laughs> right. Jeez. This raises a whole bunch of other questions. This project's called Post-Human Habitats. Uh, it's a vest or cloak that grows... Oh, cloak is even a cooler term. Yeah. That grows plants and crops using fertilizer from insects and human waste. The vests are currently on display at the Be in Beijing as part of an exhibition called Human Unlimited. Uh, they are designed to provide sustenance for the wearer in the future world where climate change has degraded the soil and people are forced to flee floods and other climate impacts. Just stay out of Utah, everybody. Coastals. Yeah. Just go to Montana or something. <laughs> um, Gabrielian. <laughs> it's a weird name. Uh, an assistant professor of uh, agriculture, uh, architecture rather, at the University of Southern California and a landscape art architect spoke with As It Happens guest host Helen Mann about her project. Here's what they said. Can you describe Helen Mann? Helen Mann. <laughs> what would Helen Mann's power be? <laughs> Able to produce a show that I've never heard of before. <laughs> Excelsior. Nice. You got to add that at the end. Yes. It's probably a podcast if I had to guess. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. People make those. They're back, you know. 
The podcasts are back. Thanks, Ricky Gervais. That's right. It says, can you describe for us what these wearable farms currently look like and how they're actually worn? And her answer was, the project uses technology that actually exists in creating vertical, uh, excuse me, vertical gardens throughout the world. In particular, soilless systems that were developed by the French botanist Patrick Blanc. Anyway, <laughs> you basically just pee and then it waters it. Uh, here's here's uh, it's funny that it takes a while to get to the question. How do you water it with your own pee? Yeah. What does and, she say? And she gets to a thing called, well, it's the idea that your urine would be captured via catheter filtered through a process called forward osmosis, which is developed by a NASA technology currently exists. It's used in space and delivered to the crops as irrigation. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah. So, you know, just yeah. water. Uh, I don't want to. Just water. I don't want to eat. Regular water is fine. I mean, I guess if the only thing left in the world to eat is a potato growing on my vest and I had to pee on it to make it grow, I guess I, okay, fine. Yeah, that's you the eat only that potato? Way. Yeah, if I had to. If you had to, sure. Yeah. Then there's the question, what does it feel like? How much does it weigh? Does it smell? And her answer is, yes, it does. All of these things. Do they smell? But yes, it does. All of these things. That doesn't answer what does it feel like? No. Or how much does it weigh? It just <laughs> answers the question, does it smell? Yeah, it's like saying, what does it feel like? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, I'm starting it's, to... It's uh, 20 pounds because it's carrying 20 pounds of crops. Okay. And it has an intense smell. Oh, great. Yeah. Like any Let's crop Stand would. next to me on the subway, uh, <laughs> urine farmer. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just put this in your, you know, whatever we have in the future, our little, you know, whatever we have, little <laughs> caves we live in. Why not just keep your, your little farm in there? Why are you going to walk around right, with it? Right, exactly. You don't have to walk around with, oh, all that pee is just going to waste. Yeah. Let's stop off at the 7-Eleven, use the public bathroom. There's a whole bunch of pee that's not getting used to. To water my crops. I just don't like the idea of people just peeing freely, you know, yeah. just in public. Hold on, I'm watering my garden right yeah. now. Yeah, it's like, are you okay? Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I just okay. Just watering uh, my garden. Ah, uh, it's better. Uh, yeah, I do like the. I think the term pea farmer. Uh, pea anytime farmer's you're good. you're around somebody, kind of smells. You're like, oh man, is there a pea farmer nearby? <laughs> Only people who've heard this show will get it <laughs> or read this article. All right, Zach Efron in the news. Everyone's favorite handsome man. Yeah, yeah. He's a man, right? He's not in his... He, he's old. Now. He's definitely a man. He's 30. Okay. 32. There oh. we go, 32. It's all awesome. right. No longer in that high school musical at all. No, no. Which we... Uh, a big deal here in Salt Lake City. High school parent musical. It was all... It was That whole thing was filmed here, and everyone counts it as some kind of weird badge of honor that... High School Musical was filmed in Utah, and my sister. By the way, my sister-in-law Oaknon's in it, so she's an extra in that damn thing. So next really? time, yeah, oh, next cool. next time you're watching High School Musical, Brian. <laughs> yeah, uh, look. The around. next time will be the first time I ever watch High School Musical. <laughs> FYI, look for some uh, some some extra Asians in the film, and you will find my sister-in-law. <laughs> anyway, <Some> ancillary Asians. <clears throat> okay, great. Anc ancillary Asians. Oh, it's a good new movie name, isn't it's it? It's a good uh, punk band open for Billie Eilish. The yeah. ancillary Asian yeah. Asians. Yes, exactly. Before she comes out in her big Coleman tent, they can uh, they can perform. <laughs> All right. Uh, actor Zach Af Zach Efron supported uh, supportedly reportedly contracted a serious illness while filming his series Killing Zach Efron. <laughs> wow, he's method. Yeah, he really is. Actor Zach Efron speaking out after it was reported he contracted this medical illness while filming a show titled Killing Zach Efron in Papua New Guinea just before Christmas. Uh, he says this, very thankful to everyone who has reached out. 
age 32, Efron said on, in a tweet on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I did get sick in Papua New Guinea, but I bounced back quick and finished an amazing three weeks of PNG. What's PNG? Papua That's, New Guinea. Oh, oh. He just didn't want to use it twice in the same sentence, I guess. Okay. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I did get sick in Papua New Guinea, but I bounced back quick and finished amazing three weeks in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. I think By the right. way, did I mention I was in Papua New Guinea? Yeah, I'm in Papua also New doing Guinea. CrossFit. Did I mention I'm doing CrossFit? <laughs> Whenever I see PNG, I think of the graphic format because I deal with them all the time. <laughs> That's right. Look, I'm Zach Efron. I have a transparent background. That's right. These are better than JPEGs because you don't have to have a background. Wee! <laughs> They're slightly bigger, but you can animate them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the star went on to share that is home with his, or sorry, that he's home with his family and friends for the holidays. Thanks for all the love and concern. See you in 2020, he concluded. Great. All right. But, you know, it's ironic because he was making something called Killing Zac Efron and he could have died. See? Right. Right. See the irony there? That's a real bummer. I know. That no, that's what I'm saying. He's method. Yeah. Yes. That's why he died. No relation, by the way, to Nora Efron. Right. Right. Yeah, she's a PH. She's a he's PH. An he's an F. He's a PNG. Yes. He's, he's a, a PNG. He's a transparent <laughs> PNG. He's a GIF. He's an animated GIF. <laughs> He's a graphical interchange format. Um, I was going to say something about, oh, I know what it was. Do you think that if you're in a movie like Killing Zac Efron, or if this, I guess it's a series, uh, or you're in a movie, a show like Killing Eve, or anything where it's killing the character, real name or not. Killing Sarah Marshall. Yes. Do you, wait, that's not a thing. It's forgetting. Oh, Sarah forgetting, Marshall. right. Do you yeah. think that you have to get, do you get extra, do you buy extra insurance so, because if you die, you're, the whole project screwed, because you can't kill Zac Efron for real. You know what I mean? Like, what does Zac Efron die because he choked on a peach pit? Then what? You think you need extra insurance because it's in the name? You know what I mean? Because because no, a, a, I don't know what you mean. A secondary <laughs> a secondary character, some ancillary character can die yeah. in real life, and you can make up for it by replacing them, having a funeral in the thing. Like when, oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be a killing. Uh, you, you, you know, you kept mentioning movies that had the word killing in the name, but right. you're saying it even could be like the um, being John Malkovich. Yes. Or, or some movie where the person that's starring in the movie is in the title, right. and if they die, then all of a sudden, you, you're the whole project has to be. Yeah, scrapped. the entire thing goes to goes to the right. can. You can't just, uh, you can't just, uh, 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 Doctor. Parnassus or the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus or whatever that movie was that uh, um, the Monty, uh, Gilliam did Terry where Gilliam, he yeah. yeah replaced uh, 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 Heath Ledger's character with somebody else halfway through. Oh, right. I forgot yeah. he did that. Mm -hmm. I never saw that either. Did you ever see no, that No, never did see it. Never did. I wonder yeah. if that was good. Oh, you know who the he replaced him? It was Johnny Depp he replaced him with, right? Did Johnny Depp get jammed in there or something? Uh, might be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, I think Terry Gilliam always has a little Johnny Depp in his back pocket. He's ready to pull him out. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'd keep a Johnny Depp in my back pocket anymore. No, I wouldn't. He'd, no, he'd try to beat me. He'd abuse me. I'd forget to clean my pockets. He's been through the wash a few times. <laughs> Replaced him with four other actors. That's right. Yeah, it was kind of like. Uh, oh, the, yeah. They made it part of the. They they did. Right. A, he was artistic it with it. Part yeah. of the narrative. Yeah. Right. That I can at least I can understand yeah, something like that. Cool. But like in the case of I was thinking the other day, you know, the Simpsons hit what thirty years, and I thought, mm -hmm. man, that's what a run for anything. Like regardless of how you feel about the Simpsons, that's insane. 
And, sure. I, and I got to, to thinking, uh, you can have, you know, the lady that played Mrs. Krabappel died, and you can, mm-hmm. and that can happen, and you can deal with it on the show, and you can move on. But if Dan Castaneda died, the voice of Homer, you're you're screwed. What, Scott Johnson, do you think there's only one person that can do Simpsons voices? <laughs> Hold on, you guys. Brian Ibbett. <laughs> He's ready to step in. Any minute. <laughs> Well, I think we could probably find somebody to replace Dan Castellanata. Go! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, there are probably good Homer impersonators out there. It's just, yeah, sure. it I'm wouldn't sure work. It's probably easier with a situation like that, unless there's some contractual stipulation that says you can never have anybody else do the voice of this character. And I can't imagine any any animation studio saying, yes, we'll sign that contract. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder what it would do. Like when... You remember what Phil Hartman's death did to news radio? It freaking killed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, wasn't it during Futurama too? Uh, yes. No. It was mm-hmm. during Simpsons, and he was uh, Kent Brockman, but he was hired and was ready to play Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan, but he never did because he died the year before mm. they went to air. Okay, so um, it's just that character is so Phil Hartman, but I guess it was just inspired by Phil Hartman. Yeah, it's Billy West in yeah. the end, but it's it's uh, and and you know what? I really like Billy West's take on it, but it's yeah. you could totally see Phil Hartman playing Zap Brannigan. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I don't know this stuff. So I, I don't know why that so fascinates me. So back to your original me. question. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that if you, I don't know if you take out extra insurance. I think that as a as a rule, you take out insurance on anything happening to your major. Uh, you know your your uh, lead actors and um and, and for for just a protection reason as yeah. opposed to if it's if, if even if their name's not in the title i think you take you take the precaution the extra you take precautions. The precautions yeah okay that makes sense this came up because carter and i were talking about what if john j benjamin or whatever is it john j benjamin oh uh, h john benjamin h from, john uh, benjamin bob's burgers yeah, yeah if he died what do you do with bob's burgers and i God, think you think there's a bunch of people who could do an h john benjamin impersonation <laughs> it's actually not bad it's not i think there's i think that with animation it's a lot easier than it would be an actor you know like something happens to um finn wolfhard while they're filming ghostbusters Mm -hmm. uh then they've got problems and they've got to reshoot everything but Mm -hmm. if it's you know if it's uh somebody who does a voice on an animated show then you might be able to get by with finding somebody else like a um uh, uh, Daryl Hammond on SNL when um, oh yeah Don Pardo was getting sick. He came in and actually did the Don Pardo voice for a while, mm-hmm. and I think now he is he still doing it, but just is doing it as the uh, oh, Daryl Hammond voice. Oh, I, I or is there somebody know, else who's? I didn't know he was doing it still at all. If he is, is I he doing know, it? I don't know who's doing. Is it okay? Rishi B says it's uh, Don Pardo Jr. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, that, that, like that's a. That's a cool way to do that. It also, oh, man, this actually happened to something. What was it? I mean, in the case of the Ghostbusters movie, and if Finn Wolfdorf, what's his name? Gray Wolf. What is it? Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard. If he just suddenly bails, okay, I don't want to yeah. say he dies. Too young to say that. Sure. But let's sure. say he just bails. They should just bring an actual bird in, and he can play his part. It'll be fine. Just a little bird. <laughs> just replaced. This just in. Finn Wolfhard replaced with actual bird. With a, real, with a real bird. We don't need, you know, we don't need to pretend like he's a bird. There's an actual Surprise, bird Surprise. It took place before Stranger Things 3, and nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, that was their highest grossing or highest viewed thing last year. Was, yeah, uh, which... Three. 
did you see all the caveats that Netflix had with that? No. It was it was basically all right. Um, here here are our most popular series of shows that premiered in 2019 of oh. the the most views of the first two minutes of any show that was less than 30 days old. <laughs> oh, that's weird data. I mean, I like that they have data like that because it's interesting yeah, to me, yeah. but that's that doesn't count. All you had to do was watch two minutes of something that came out that month, and it would be in the most watched like it would get tracked for most watched even if you said Ugh, i don't like this this animated show talking about penises i'm leaving mm. oh that reminds me sorry you like jk <laughs> simmons right you're a fan love jk simmons well, and jk rowling i love all the jk's uh, JK. i know it may seem weird <laughs> <laughs> i know it may seem weird to say recommend this now that christmas is over because you may not feel like watching it sure. but that klaus movie Oh, I keep hearing good things about it. It was yeah. amazing, first of all. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Instant classic. I hate that term, but that's totally what it is. And the guy who plays Klaus, who is basically Santa Claus, great big, uh, you know, bearded, white bearded guy, is J.K. Simmons. And he's great in it. Oh. Yeah. Highly recommend it, Brian. There's my recommendation cool. for the week. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm I not going to tell it. you what, uh, by the way, <laughs> I love J.K. Uh, Grammar as well. Oh, yeah. J.K. Um, Grammar. Yeah, duh. J.K. Grammar. Um I'm, I was I, we've been binging something, but I think I'm I'm think I'm gonna save it and use it for my recommendal because it's it's a rec yeah I'm gonna save it for next week's next Wednesday's recommendal and by that time we should have binged the entire available series. Oh, yeah. Okay. How uh, how many? So I hate to I hate to pull a Johnson here, but uh, that's all right. What's how how many seasons is it? Just curious. Uh, two seasons. Two total seasons. Okay. Two total seasons. And that's all and, it ran and um, it's over or is it still going? Nope, still going. There will be a season three. Okay. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to guess. guess? My, gonna guess? I'm going to try to guess in my own head. I won't say. Okay. But I can't right. I can't think about that. There's a lot of stuff like that. So I don't know if I can. And I'm not sure how I feel about it because it's going to be. There's going to be a lot to unpack uh, next week when I talk about it for recommendals. Really? Because. There are aspects of it I really like, mm -hmm. and then there are aspects of it that it's like, uh, it seems a little out there, crazy. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm really curious. Yeah. That's what yeah. a good Johnson poll does. It makes people curious. Tune in in eight days for the answer to this question and more. I'm saving mine. I'm saving mine from two weeks ago um, when you were sick because mm. it's still good and it's awesome. Yeah, we it's a yeah. horror movie, and I'm keeping it until oh, we do cool. it. Okay. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bill ah. will be here, I think. I haven't talked to Bill, so I don't know. Oh, you know what? Oh. I got a text. Let's see. Bill. Oh, yeah, no. He hasn't answered. He hasn't said anything, so I think we're okay. Well, it, whatever. Okay. We'll try to call him. If he doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. But then, uh, he's, then he's doing his New Year thing. He's he's uh, building a, 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 a firework prop. Oh, a champagne bottle prop. Yeah, I would love to. I would love him to go just very practical, not nerdy. Just like, hey, right. here's a champagne bottle. He's creating a. He's creating a new butter dispenser. Oh my gosh! Look at the butter and the way the butter comes out. You just squeeze it. This is the best gadget ever. This is the only gadget I use from now on. <laughs> gadget. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll figure it out in a minute. But then Jerry will be on, and we're going to do a thing that we haven't done before, which is warn people that we're going to go full on spoilers to discuss episode nine of star wars because we can't dance around it and jury has a lot to say we have things to say as well it's time for us to truly flay that thing open enough time has passed that we can uh, really dive in so we're going to do that 
after this break with a song from Brian. What do you have? Yeah. So here's a uh, band that, or a singer that we've played before, uh, Gab De La Vega, uh, maybe Gab De La Vega, but it's okay. uh, four words, all, all short ones, Gab De La Vega. Uh, he's got a brand new album coming out January 24th called Beyond Space and Time, and he's got a brand new single that uh, we're sharing with you right now. It's called Perfect Texture. Uh, big thanks to Earshot Media for supplying this one to me. Here is Gab De La Vega's new single, Perfect Texture. What is real and what is fake? Can this English what's in front of me? Synthesize everything was more than flawless. Riding on a different plane, million faces all around me. They all kind of look the same. Tell me not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone. The whisper as they fade away, you're not alone, you're not alone, I'm not alone. What is real and what is fake? What guys when you wait today? Perfect texture built for nothing, built for nothing. While this music plays, we dance to forget how to find real solace. The only truth, the songs away right before our eyes. You're not guys this episode sponsored by blue chew remember the days when you're ready to go remember that well now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, 
so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. All you beautiful women on TikTok, I'm still looking for me a TikTok woman. If there's any available, get back with me at so-and-so. You'll find me. Okay, bye, babies. Wow, look at that. Look at this perfect sliced butter. Wow. That's so beautiful. Would you look at that? <laughs> Her name is the Morning Stream, and she dances on the sand. All right, we're back, everybody. So beautiful. Look at that slice of butter. It's beautiful, shiny, and making my skin greasy. It's very good <laughs> butter, good gadget. That guy is inspiring me to have a more positive 2020. <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point. I'm kidding. Yeah. That's, uh, if he that's can a look at to... If he can look at butter stuff like that, yeah. I need to look at more things like that. And I think that's awesome. But it, like you said, what if, he's, what if it's all just a ruse? And then yeah. I'll be so no, I, sad. I totally believe that. I believe that he's he is a that Russian and b that excited about <laughs> he's gadget, gadgets. Yeah, I can't wait to see what I know. He's got a YouTube channel, so there's plenty to see. I just need to go check it out. It does. I watched uh, watched him uh, work a toothpick holder, mm. a toothpick uh, uh, like a little bird that you dip down. He picks up a toothpick and then you pull the toothpick out of his mouth. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and then, then he went crazy and tried it with colored toothpicks. What? And they worked as well. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. <laughs> what a great gadget. It works with the colored toothpicks too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've done that and we're back in the real world, uh, here's another YouTuber you might be interested in. Your bat caves open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran <laughs> all the way from punishedprops.com and the uh, self same channel on YouTube, Punished Props. You know Bill, it. welcome. How are you? Good. Uh, I've met that guy. Oh no way! <laughs> really? Is yeah. It? So he's uh, real. Like, that's a real accent. And that's real dude. It is. Okay. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, I very briefly I met him at a convention. Mm. Uh, I went up to him and I said something like, "Hey, I love your channel. You've got really fun videos." And he looked at me and he said, "Cool." And he shook my hand and then he walked away. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> It was perfect. That's I exactly couldn't have asked for anything want. more. That's what yeah. you want out of that guy. I mean, all <laughs> the awesome. only other thing that would have been good is if you'd have told us that your hand was all buttery when you were done, like it got butter yeah, yeah. all over you. Because that, because oh, yeah. that, <laughs> it's, it's his butter stuff that really went viral this week, and people have been just nuts. I, I'd never even heard of him. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's, yeah. he's a big deal. Yeah, so I'm oh, I'm into it. Right. Uh, <laughs> was it gadget con? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <Did you better? laughs> that would be pretty great, though. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. You got to go to like hall. Hall B has all the gadgets in them, Brian. That's, where you go. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, uh, Bill, I hope you had a good Christmas and I hope you're having a good New Year's week. We're excited to talk to you about whatever the crap you're working on right now. What's going on over there? In oh, Post yeah. Land? Well, well, uh, 
I didn't do anything last week. Oh, yeah. You take the week off. You got to take a week off every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. I took a, we took a week off for the holidays, and we were absolute slugs the whole time playing video games. It was great. Yeah. But gave me a lot of time to reflect on the last year, and I have some fun things to talk about. Okay. I'm in. So, in 2019, I made a lot of things. Uh, I finished something close to 30 projects last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I keep a list of every project I've finished since I got into prop making. All right. So mm-hmm. the first thing on this list is uh, September 7th, 2009, Team Fortress costume. That was when this list started. Okay. And there are now 200 things on that list. Jeez. 200 even? <laughs> wow. Like right at 200. Yeah. Wow. Wow, really? Right on. Lightsabers were number 200. And I want to be clear that each project counts as one. So I did a Kickstarter gun down at, back in uh, 2013. Yeah. And I had to mold and then cast 130 copies of that. Uh, that only counts as one project. Right. <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For any, anyone who thinks he's cheating with the uh, with that gun yeah. Kickstarter, that's not happening here. Sure. I have made way more than 200 things, but I've completed 200 projects. <laughs> wow. So we go down this yeah. list. <laughs> right. How many you started? <laughs> yeah. I've started a lot more than 200. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, we got June 11, 2011, Warglave of Azanoth. Oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. I brought to Nerdtacular 2011. Mm-hmm. I think, oh yeah, I know. I know. I I held it. I don't know if there's a picture of me holding it, but I know there's a great picture of Veronica Belmont holding that. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I've got a picture of me holding it, her holding it. I think there's one of Ibit holding it. I got to. I got to go through yeah. those photos. I got some great pictures of that thing. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If we go to the next year, I made a shot ski. I don't know if you guys remember the Shotsky oh, that yeah. I made. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that got brought to Nerdtacular as well, and it, it was did. a big hit in the uh, in the Tad House. It was. That's right. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, now I remember that. Yeah. That and was for those, project- for those not in the know. That is a ski with a bunch of shot glasses uh, glued to it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone has to drink at the uh, same time. Yeah. Mine had magnets. <laughs> oh really? So they were was, removable. Oh, oh yeah. It was a high tech Shotsky. Uh, that was project number 33 <laughs> for have, keeping I've, track. I have pictures wow. of that as well somewhere, of you there even, <laughs> drinking it, I think. Some, oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's pretty good. So anyway, um, yeah, I made many things last year, uh, and I just completed project number 29. Now, some of those projects last year were large undertakings. I made the Fat Man. I did those lightsabers from scratch. <laughs> I made a full costume. Some of them were a little bit simpler. I did some repaints, like I painted a kit, a uh, Mayor's Razor. So mm-hmm. I don't want you guys thinking I made a whole bunch of things from scratch, but I did make a lot of things from scratch. Yeah, you've been <laughs> a busy, busy little boy. I mean, also, if you look at the number 30 things, uh, that that's those are all projects that take, like, multi, in some cases, weeks, other days, you know, multiple yeah, days, yeah. like planning, like forethought and all this and mistakes throw it away start over like those are all made that's a major accomplishment that's that's mm-hmm. more i mean that's a that's a really high average do you ever hope you get like and do you ever want to have like 52 for the full year like one per week no. or is that just too crazy okay <laughs> that awful. no but that'd be a great that'd be a great uh, patreon level and you could do like a dumb thing like you know i 3d printed a ball and i painted it red for week number seven <laughs> That's yeah. what it would turn into, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your red ball. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, have you ever? I was. I was curious because I did um, over the kind of Christmas quote unquote break. I painted a Modoc miniature yeah. for uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Have you ever done 
have you ever done miniatures or have you, do you just um, kind of larger things is more your... Yeah, I've never done like D&D mini. Well, no, that's not true. I did have my own D&D mini. Uh-huh. I've painted a couple. Mm. Let's I'd be curious to see, yeah, because yeah. a lot of your techniques, um, the over over painting and, and washes and things yeah. like that. It's I'm been sure about it's 10 years. Good. Yeah. I'm a lot better at painting now. I'm sure. And I imagine that <laughs> stuff translates really well to whatever size, you know, stuff you paint. So I imagine oh, you'd be really good yeah. at stuff like that. Yeah. Um, actually, on the flip side, my friend Jazza did a video where he 3D modeled a D&D mini, mini size, and then he blew it up to be about um, a foot tall and then painted oh. it. That was oh, kind of that's cool. Oh, my God. I'd love to do this MODOK. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be really awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's great. Um, so yeah, made a lot of things in 2019. It was also a fairly challenging year for us. Mm-hmm. We we were putting out a video every week, uh, and that had to come to an end because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> sure. Um, we did. We just keeping up with the business is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the main things for us though is just there. There are lots of things that we want to do, and we just don't have enough, have enough time to do all of them. So I've been working really hard to get a book done, and it is so nearly done. And I wanted it to be done last year, mm. but it's not. Hey, you're like a video game company. We want you to polish it and make it right before you release it's, it. It's going to be really yeah. good. I'm sure of that. Yeah. I just need to like carve out another month to finish it. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's just a challenge. It's a challenge of making this whole thing work. I could use a 13th month. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, I say that, but then I'd probably squander it and average it all out over the top no, of it. Wouldn't it but... be great if we had a 13th month where uh, there was no mortgage, no insur- car insurance payments, no, like, like basically yeah. it was, it's your free parking on Monopoly. Yes. Oh, no, just, responsibilities. Oh, no responsibilities. You can like basically use it for mental health month and, and do whatever you need to do and not, not incur any expenses that yeah. month. I love Twitter idea. stops working that month. Oh my God. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, everything. <laughs> yeah. And then you come back from it. Hey, here's what I did during my, my 13th month. Yeah. yeah. Then we all Sounds just catch like up. I, should, I should just go live in a cave for January. <laughs> January. I love it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah well, let's just, let's just take it. Let's just take one of our existing months and make it this. Yeah. And you know, so I can get some real work done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel bad for yeah, well, a lot of our uh, mutual friends are all heading straight to freaking CES like immediately. Cool. Oh, oh no! And that sounds awful right now. I don't want to go yeah, there. I mean, I'm going to go to Vegas, but I'm going. I'm going to March, but I don't want to go now. I don't want to be there in that rat race and no. deal with that no. mess. No. Uh, anyway, so anyway, 2020, we're actually aiming to do fewer projects. One per month is the goal. We'll see how we do. All right. Yeah. No, I think that seems that to me seems sane. What you were doing before yeah. seems like. I don't know. I've I've been through this a little bit from a different kind of content perspective, but a similar kind of coming to Jesus mm-hmm. moment where I'm like, oh, okay, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta trim this hair, <laughs> or, yeah. or else I'm gonna go nuts, you know? Well, the the yeah. reality of of what happened with what we make over the last year is we pushed ourselves to get better. We um, are a lot more more thoughtful about how we film our videos, about how we're, we put them together, and they they're longer they're 45 minutes long or more and they take a lot longer to edit so just all of that adds up to everything taking a lot more time having to be a lot more thoughtful with how we do we can't rush into projects anymore we have to write an outline first we have to make sure everything's correct before we get started so that we can accomplish what we're trying to do and it just makes everything take so 
long. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Draws it out. It. I get you. I get you, dude. Uh, pacing, they call it. Cadence. That's what you got to work on. Cadence. Cadence. Well, I, I, I believe 2020 yeah. will be a, a wonderful year for the Punish Props crew, and I'm excited I'm to see what you guys pump out. Yeah. Do you have? Do you know what your very first major cool month project is for January? Like your uh, well, I've already started something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm doing a, a kit. I'm painting a, a, a kit that my friend made. Okay. Uh, from a, it's a prop from a movie. That's all I'm gonna. Oh, that's okay. all I'm gonna. Hmm. Sneak out there. Right. Our, our uh, patrons, people in our extra credit club, got a sneak peek. But okay, that's all I'm gonna let out right now. It's the bullet farmer's car from Mad Max Fury. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, it would be. It would. That be. would take more than a month, I think. That's true. As, as long as it's not the gas town guy with the, the nipples and the two rings hooked together with, through the okay. suit that he's wearing Oof. and the club feet. Yeah, that guy's got problems. Right. Yeah, no, Note to self. That <laughs> <laughs> costume. Ah, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, any uh, the bonus content from you today? Anything you want to? Absolutely. I got a good one here from our friends over at Tested and Adam Savage. Uh, look up The Expanse uh, on, on YouTube. The Expanse props. They did a video with the prop master from The Expanse. Oh, he's got yeah. the little display pad things, the little yes. transparent pads. You're going to love how they accomplish those it's really clever and and extraordinarily simple and what i love about this is show they show how a full-on studio production uses off-the-shelf stuff to solve these problems and they make really convincing science sci-fi looking things Hmm. with just like hunks of acrylic and off-the-shelf snap bracelet leds they're it's bonkers and i i just love Getting that perspective from people who do it for a living. I love that yeah. about um, it's what I, as a kid even because you could tell that like the you know what things in Star Wars were practical items you know mashed together to make something lightsabers looked an awful lot like repurposed flashlights and you know yeah. pipes and stuff like that. I love that. Like that to me is the my favorite pr- of practical effects are the ones where something's vaguely from a real life thing but just different enough to give right. it fantasy i love that sort of thing so that's yeah. that's cool i have to watch this this is great like they've got the gravity boots oh this is so this is so cool yeah oh yeah brian's yeah, right I'm, in the I'm middle you're deep. right in the middle of watching yeah, that I'm, right now. I'm nipple deep in season two so uh whoa so, <laughs> all the way up to your knee then just kidding brian doesn't have a nipple oh hey he doesn't uh, have a knee nipple. I, a quick example i did this helped my friends with their short film called um uh proximity where we had these ankle cuffs that had three lights on them, right? Mm-hmm. I just put colored squares in them, and then in visual and post, they VFX lights on them, right? Yeah. I got people tweeting me asking me how I put LEDs in there, and I was like, I didn't. It was foam, man. <laughs> VFX guy just chucked some glow on that, and it looked perfect. Huh? It was so simple. Yeah. Wow, I love so that. much you can accomplish. That stuff's really cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, the tested channels where you'll get this and uh, lots of good stuff there in general. And, uh, of course, PunishProps.com will take you right to the Punish Props channel. Look forward to whatever it is we see from this mystery movie in January. Very exciting. Bill Duran, we wish you nothing but the best of 2020s. Yeah. Hope take it easy, guys. Hope your 2020 is as good as your 2019 and even better. I hope you oh, have 2020 yeah. vision. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. There you go. That was great. Good to catch up with Bill. For sure. Missed him last week. Uh, right? Yeah. 
We, we did. did. Uh, I'm trying we, to remember what we oh, did last week. I think I was. No, I was. We were here Tuesday. I was out sick Monday and Wednesday. Oh no, yeah, of course we missed him last week. It was. Uh, oh, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, we totally missed him. All right, right everybody, right. buckle in because we're doing this now. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Joining us right now is Mr. Justin Robert Young from Oakland, California, and all really the entire United States is his domain, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> He's joining us today as he does often on Tuesdays. Happy New Year's Eve, Justin. Oh, right. well, uh, good to be here, friend. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So uh, excited to have Justin. Why are Justin you guys on. posting Billie Eilish pictures in the Discord chat? Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> We're talking about how uh, Billie Eilish's brother's uh, girlfriend looks a lot like Billie Eilish. Yeah, like that, the, that's all. The girl to the left of Billie Eilish is Billie Eilish's brother's girlfriend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, you ain't wrong. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing is that his her brother, who she collaborates with, and he does a bunch of yeah. stuff, uh, has a girlfriend that looks exactly like his sister, which is we're not making any judgment. We were just like, no, hey, look no. at that. They look uh, familiar, those two ladies. Anyway, I mean, it, yeah, that's kind of weird, though, when like the younger sister is kind of like a she's very popular, which means she's kind of a fashion icon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know, right. The older sister's like, oh, okay, if I'm just like any other youthful person that wants to follow the fashion trends, then I don't know. What are you wearing? That? Yeah, that. Okay, cool. Sure. Can I borrow it tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to start wearing, I mean, I'm feeling the push to be more Billie Eilish in my clothes, so I'm going to start wearing a 6X t-shirt and uh, a pair of uh, fish waders. So I, I think it's stunningly brave that you would uh, deny the hungry, horny media uh, look at your figure by uh, wearing such baggy clothes. Yeah, that's uh, my understanding is that's her whole thing, right? She she says. I'm I think not- yeah, no, 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 and that's I, 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 I think it's a moment. It's a moment with the youth of like rejection of uh, mass media, which uh, you know. I don't I mean, know. I kind of like that. that happens. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like it. It's this. That's the that's the bend in the cycle we're in right now. And uh, yeah. it's fun to watch happen again. It always happens. It all comes around. I'm sure everybody will be all hoed out in the next 10 years. But, uh, you know, for now, Billie Eilish uh, wears the the trash bag from Missy Elliott's video. <laughs> That's a good combo. All right. Was, zip, zip, zip. Yeah. I can't figure how that song went. I can't yeah. either. But that was a pretty but good. But it was backwards. That was That's what I'm trying That's to That's the important part. Backwards. Yeah, you did a good job. Uh, all right. Hey, Justin, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, I'm going to tell the people at home and listening live. If yeah. you don't want to hear possible. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. First things first, go download the latest Raise the Dead. It's my favorite mm-hmm. podcast that I've ever done. It's called Episode 5. Campaigns aren't one. It's the most history that I ever put into one episode of this. And it's the best produced thing that I did. So uh, go get it right now. I'm very proud of it, and I'm curious to hear what other people think. It's very good. Go go get it. If you haven't listened, catch up on the whole thing. It's uh, it's extremely good. Are there are total uh, the total episodes are six. Uh, uh, you got one yeah, more. Yeah, this go? is five, uh, six next week, and then uh, yeah, and then I got an idea. I'm actually doing research for the next series. Ooh, right can't wait to find out what that is. Oh, mm-hmm. hello. Sorry, Nick, you scared me. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, oh, did you hear? Uh, uh, sorry, one tiny political thing. It's not even that political. Yeah. Ivanka Trump. Yes. Daughter of President Donald J. Trump. Oh, yeah. that Trump family. That one. Okay, okay sure. Yeah, just to make it clear, is this is the keynote speaker at CES this year? And mm-hmm. I don't know why. 
And I don't even care that if someone could just say to me, oh, no, it's because she did this initiative or has this thing sure. with tech or whatever. Fine. But I can't for the life of me figure out why she's doing it. Why wouldn't you have Bill uh, Gates was, or somebody? Who was, the, uh, who was the keynote speaker last year? I don't know. Nobody cares. Moving on. Why? <laughs> why do we care? I, I like, we what, don't care. When, when is this? Like, why is this any different than Ivanka Trump went to go get a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Like, it's just a thing that a bunch of other people that we don't know and can't remember did. That's a good point. I, I, I take your point. I just am trying to understand what the qualifications are, because normally the people that get up and do it have something to do with the tech industry. It's Bill Gates this year. Do you want to know? Do you want right. to know what her qualifications are? Yeah. Were you going to mention CES today if she were not the keynote speaker? No. Oh, there you then go. Then she did her job. Plus, I hear her family is really good at the cyber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, she's got uh, the the little uh, techno wizard for a little brother. So, okay, you know, but cyber hold, wizard Baron. Yeah. But what if, okay, <laughs> what if it was like, um, <laughs> I can't think of another example. I, I don't like it when just notoriety gives you the qualification. I hate that. DJ Khaled is the keynote speaker at. Uh, I think they've had some of uh, that. Pax. Think, you know, there was. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I'm gonna say Chamillionaire, but I'm not sure. Was that but a person? He was. Yeah, he's <laughs> riding dirty. Oh yeah. Oh, riding dirty. I know that song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to catch him riding dirty. Although they were, I think they were trying to catch him uh, doing a CES keynote. Uh, uh, and I think Will I Am maybe did one. Mm. They've they've always been kind of star effers. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, they're there. It's in Vegas. I mean, like, right. is this a hollowed position so we can uh, find out that uh, now a, a, a new television has a ripple in it? Like, <laughs> and to- taking the stage now to talk about the future of technology and e-commerce, it's Pitbull. Yeah, Pitbull. Yeah. Get in here, Pitbull. Well, yeah, uh, Rishi B says the, the Huawei dude did it in 2018, and now he probably couldn't even get a passport, which is right. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a passport. Um, I was thinking the guy that got detained. He's in Canada now, or something. Oh no, that was a lady. She was the CFO. Or... She was the yeah, but she was like the daughter of like the head. Like that. That's a you know. I, you got to wonder whether or not she's going to get a, uh, a a a ride home after they sign that China deal. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, you're right. It doesn't matter. It's just uh, it annoyed me. And now I because uh, because well, you are you. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, like that is just a a lever that you keep wanting to hit. It's just being upset about the Trump family, and and you you just will not stop going for those pellets. And and the Trump family is very happy to oblige you. No, they're happy they to give me the pellets. I know that. Yeah. I know that. I, here's the thing, though. If this would have been one of the drunk Bush girls or Obama's daughters or anyone else, I don't care who it is. It, that that would annoy me no matter who it did it. Because they don't drunk Bush girls. Yeah, the two Bush girls that got partied all yes, the time. Yes, I know. Yes, they got drunk when they were nineteen. <laughs> but that's how I think of them because that's all we ever heard about them. I know. Them. I know. You I know. Think of them no, as... one of them's on the Today Show. No, yeah, I know the now. Fourth hour, the fourth hour with Hoda. No, I know now that she is because that's I heard yeah. that recently. In fact, I don't watch the Today Show, so Brian had to tell me. But yeah. I no. mean, like, what if, what if, uh, uh, whenever anybody mentioned you, they're like, oh, you know. Noted pina colada drinker, uh, Scott Johnson. <laughs> Accidental pina alcoholic. colada enthusiast, Scott Johnson. I do like one. It was very good. 
All right. I don't always have a pina colada, but when I do, it's I a, have them with alcohol down in Mexico. <laughs> I accidentally drink an alcoholic one. All right. Now, <laughs> now we may get into spoiler territory, okay? So everybody just, if you're not into it, just you don't have to listen. It's a Star Wars related. We're going to talk about episode nine, not necessarily just to pull out story points that are spoilery, but to discuss the movie in general and spoiler points may come out. So just know that and uh, uh, catch up with us later. Uh, when you when you want to hear this stuff, if you have already seen the movie, then please stick around because we got to talk about it. Uh, let me set up the scenario for you. When Brian got back yeah. from seeing it, who was the first of us to have seen it, he really liked it. Uh, put it in what second place behind Empire? I think you said no, at the time. No, no, I I definitely uh, still still think um, I still think I like Last Jedi and the original more than Rise of Skywalker. It's oh. probably fourth or fifth in my list. Okay, fourth or fifth. I mis- yeah. misunderstood. I must yeah. have been thinking the Last Jedi. So, all right. So, uh, no, but I did enjoy it more than more than I believe more than you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked it from a hey, I'm here eating popcorn, and mm-hmm. this is a theater, right. and check out us. We're all here, and this is fun. Kind of standpoint. But I feel like I, I I said specifically when I got out of that, I'm like, oh, either the Mandalorian has ruined me, or this is just, you know, this is and and has always been a little little on the tripey side. And but also, I had a lot of fun. I don't regret my going. I don't, you know, whatever. Justin saw it and had had real fundamental issues with it. And so I thought it'd be fun for us to discuss some of those sure. issues. Why do you yeah. think it's a because you think it's a bad movie, right? So you say it's a it's not just a bad movie, but it's even a bad Star Wars movie. It's just a right? bad thing, right? Uh, yeah, I know all of the above. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. we could and we could probably keep going too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a bad way to spend two hours. It's a bad, uh... it's bad spending. <laughs> bad. It's a bad I mean, fourteen I mean, bucks spent. I, uh, you know, a bad is certainly a word that it can be described as. Um, I would sum the entire film up as uh what <laughs> because right, so- for the majority of the movie i found myself looking at the screen from the very first words of the opening crawl saying the what? dead speak <laughs> uh, okay i guess oh so we're just introducing off screen the fact that emperor palpatine's alive mm-hmm. no yeah. real explanation okay Oh, oh! He lives on a lightning cube planet. Oh, oh! Look at that. Had Never you, mentioned before. Had you uh, seen the trailers at all before? Because I, I just realized something, and I think you've, you've, you've inspired me to, to think this way. If I hadn't have seen the trailers, I wouldn't have known about the Palpatine hint, and I would have read that scrawl of text a little differently. Had I skipped all trailers, I would have read that and gone, "What? What are you even talking about?" Because there's no, the last film had no reference to it. Well, no, of course not. No other film since Return of the Jedi had mention yeah. of. It's almost as if they uh, were I mean, just the, making Okay, the prequels stuff had up. it, obviously, but. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if they were just making stuff up as they went along. You think so, do you? This whole, like, big overarching plan thing, I'm not sure, you know, that they. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just. Uh, maybe it's a disturbance in the force, which. Mm. Uh, could be, you know. I mean, now that we can do so many different things with it, it's a, it's a, an ever expanding 
uh, Swiss Army knife, the forces. <laughs> You know? All right. Well, you also- I wouldn't be shocked if Finn, if they kept that trilogy or they kept those movies going, Finn is just like, oh, I'm force sensitive. Oh, look, I did my taxes early. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing that the force can do. Let me ask you <laughs> this. Okay. H&R Block. Stop right there. Do you think uh, so? So there is this hint that that Finn might be force sensitive in the movie. I don't, I, think it's, I don't think it's a hint. I think it's I think he's just flat out. You know, they said it and it was going to be the thing that he was going to say to to Ray. Uh, according to uh, yeah, according to the creators, that's what he was going to say. You wouldn't mm-hmm. really get that sense in the movie. In fact, by all the social cues of the movie, it seems like he's trying to confess his love for Ray. Uh-huh. Uh, you have, but I don't know why that would be a secret he would want to keep. Yeah, like well, I mean, that you don't want Rose to find out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, don't worry. <laughs> he's he's pretty far away from her the entire time. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you don't really have to worry about Rose doing much of anything except for maybe. Ordering some uh, 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 crispy rib tips at the Rainforest Cafe she hangs out with at the entire movie. <laughs> so, all right. So, so I'm annoyed if, if that's true, because it wasn't clear to me that he was saying he was force sensitive when he just said, I just know. That's, that's what I suspected. Uh, I wouldn't say the whole time. Because the very first time when they're sinking in the quicksand, I thought it was, oh, maybe he's going to confess his love to her. That's kind of a weird time to do that. But then after the the second or third time it comes up and he says, oh, no, everything's going on on that ship right there. Then uh, that's I'm like, OK, that's the force sensitivity. And that's he wants to just basically say, hey, Ray, how did you know that you uh, were force sensitive, well, or force compatible? And here's the thing. But no, that, but he that's wants a- to tell her something. Also, by the way, if he was so keen in the force being able to tell which uh, ship things were on, shouldn't it be able to tell which of the two transports that were taking off without anything else but desert around it uh, contained Chewbacca? Wouldn't that be something that well, the force and, could and help out you with? Think yeah. If he could, then Ray certainly should have been able to. And right. she, no, she, was, she was too busy uh, stopping a ship uh, in midair, which is yet another <laughs> thing the force can do now. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, you can just stop a ship. And, and not even like really feel like it's uh, that big of a thing. You yeah. can just kind of put up your arm like you're hailing a cab. For, then- for now, now to, to some people's credit, we've seen them do this in Star Wars video games. But I think the film, the film made a leap that a lot of people have never seen. Like that was a moment of like, oh, wow, How, he can stop. She can stop a ship. That's a whole new level. But well, I think then, and, I, and my interpretation of that is that they're trying to say. Well, and again, I could be wrong. They're trying to say that Rey is probably one of the most powerful Jedi that we've seen in the nine films. Like even more powerful than Luke. More, you know, this is something that that she's able to do that maybe Luke wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah, clearly, I think that's what they're going for. But back to the back to this Rey thing. I do have a comment about him being force sensitive. Fine, yeah. I get it. He's Leia level. He's Leia in Empire, end of Empire level sensitive. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say that that's the case. Sure. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. I can feel a thing on the spectrum. Yeah. But to He's what end? end? To yeah. what end? That's where my big hangup comes up comes from. Because mm-hmm. if he is, it can't just be that he wants to tell her. A, they never, we never get a. He never does tell her anything, and so that never gets resolved. But we're done. There's no three more movies with Finn in them. 
There's no more Finn. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. end of the story. It's the end of the of this trilogy. It's the end of the Skywalker yeah. saga. They've said as much. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Right. Yeah, and because no, of that. He gets, to, he gets to use the force in a way that doesn't affect the plot at all. Uh, and uh, uh, do the most epic friend zoning in the history. Remember when Rose... <laughs> Almost committed suicide to, to save, save him life. and uncrate. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then yeah. she, uh, then he hits her with a little like, "Hey, buddy, I'm glad I got a good friend like you." <laughs> anyway, see you later. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, you're not wrong in a lot of your, uh, in a lot of your. I think all of you. I mean, actually, like, honestly, like I, I was literally at the point that. Uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine did the monster mash and raised his uh, hundred billion ships from the swamp. I was like, uh, okay, I just don't even know what's happening. Like, I don't know what this movie is. I don't know why, why we're here. What's like, what the point of it is. Nothing that had built up to this point really seemed to matter anymore. We were just in this one different movie where Emperor Palpatine is here, and boy, does he have a plan I can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me ask you this, Brian. Do you explain yeah. to me Emperor Palpatine's plan? Uh, <laughs> rule the galaxy. Yeah! yeah, yeah pretty much All just right. that. Uh, so, but how? How is he going to, how does, because he's living on Lightning Swamp. And he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> suck up all the all the Jedi and all the Sith uh, goodness from uh, yeah. from Kylo and and then and, is he just gonna sit on lightning? So is he gonna tax the galaxy? Does he want to get back into government? Well, I'm, like because he just seems to thinking about running for office again. <laughs> Number one, I want to say this because I'll repeat it a million times because I find it to be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah. Schwood and I were talking after the movie, and he said that the opening words of the crawl should have been Bill O'Reilly has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great. Or some other. It's just the funniest thing I've ever heard. And so I want to repeat it as much as possible. It's pretty good. It's very funny to me. But uh, so he's going to. All right. So, number one, the plan we found out has been unfolding uh, uh, in front of our very eyes. Uh, the Emperor has been controlling Ben Solo, now Kylo Ren, I guess since he was a boy. He decides that he's going to give it a little bit more of a personal touch by creating the avatar that every young boy wants to be around, a horribly disfigured <laughs> lizard monster. Wicked old Coon Man. Yeah, <laughs> in, in LeMay pajamas, uh-huh. uh, which is, of course, every child's dream to hang out with. Uh, then decides that he's going to push Kylo to try and kill his granddaughter, knowing that he's not going to kill his granddaughter, and then try to kill his granddaughter again, but then connect them with the Force telepathy that we see in The Last Jedi, but we that can't be something that Palpatine's doing because we see them do that a lot in Rise of Skywalker to their own ends so theoretically palpatine isn't doing that and so then he tells kylo to kill ray or bring her there but really his big plan is to have ray kill him 
wait, no, it's to have him get both of them together so he can reveal that he is indeed not a Sith, but rather a Dementor from Azkaban. And he <laughs> will suck their life force from Inhale them. Inhale the midichlorians right out of their bodies. Yeah, yes. and, and become the most powerful Dementor that the wizarding world has ever seen. Yeah. While a, a, a arena full of Sith of uh, uh, stands cheer their hero on. Yeah, Sith. They were. I don't know what those dudes were, but they were fans of the. They were in the. You know, they were in the arena for a reason. They were stoked to watch their their forty k looking ass leader come down on a giant robot claw and and do his work. I mean, honestly, that's what I enjoyed <laughs> about the last part of the movie. Was well, was the on, visual so of all Rusty of it? Nails, Rusty Nails says, "Did Jerry miss the part where he's going to take over Ray's body?" Yes, but if he's been directing Kylo the entire time, why does Kylo keep trying to kill her? Yeah, if that's the point, <laughs> if the point is to right. get Ray there, and look, I'm not like the movie is the movie. I I accept the idea that the movie just has no connection to the Last Jedi or the Force Awakens, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is it is just its own thing and uh, that's why to be totally honest like i can't really hate the movie like i'm very confused by the movie i think the movie's incoherent but i can't really hate it because it doesn't really it, it is so far separated from anything else that i've ever liked in star wars that it just sure. feels like this bizarre jumble of things and, yeah. and to be honest, I think it's kind of funny uh, uh, more than I, I think it's uh, offensive. Like it, uh, it kind of reminds me a lot of Batman versus Superman, which was also written by the same person, mm. uh, which I also just found so laughably weird and bad that I kind of wound up liking it. And maybe one day I'll learn to love the idea that they had to dress up Felicity like the Rocketeer to distract <laughs> from the gay heat being generated by the two male leads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. What they they you introduced Carrie Russell? You're just going to use her eyes? Yeah, but they they introduced that character, and they just there's no there's no development there. There was nothing. No, no, it it wasn't enough to call it a character building because it you you get enough to make you curious about, but not like oh my god, there's a character I want to know more about. Yeah. It's like oh, there's a character. Yeah, I mean, and, I can't argue with any of these points. I think Jury's kind of onto it. I mm-hmm. I, I wish. I wish that I, I mean, I had fun, but again, I think it's the bombasticness. It's the, even some of the mess. It's also so many callbacks. It's like, Hey, remember return of the Jedi? Check this out. Uh, Palpatine, uh, last minute turns, uh, the, the, who you thought was your loyal dude, uh, now is going to help beat you and throw you down a pit virtually. And guess what else? Uh, you're going to lay there and look up into the sky and, (laughs) He's going to say, ah, your friends are dying, just like he told Luke that through the window of the ship. A ground attack that makes it so that the air attack can succeed. You have to complete the ground attack to make the air attack work. Exactly. Like, all of that. And then Lando showing up at the right moment to go, woohoo! And, you know, like, (laughs) they they repeated that so much at the end of that movie that I think I got a little caught up in it. And it wasn't until later that I went, they're kind of jerking me around in there a little bit. You know? Like, they're just kind of playing with my with the fan service. And I've come to a conclusion so, that I believe very strongly. I think that in 25 years, if we care at all about star Wars anymore in 25 years, we're going to look back on these, tri- this trilogy, and we're going to think fondly of that middle one. 
and we're going to mm-hmm. be annoyed with the right. first and third. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. The middle one is going to stand the test of time more than the other two, and uh, the and people are going to give it more respect down the road than they do now. And there are plenty of people who say I, I'm I full of it. I don't even want to get into it. Like the, the, the weirdest thing about this movie is that it's so incoherent that most of the fighting on the most passionate fighting online are people still fighting about The Last Jedi. Uh, and I think part of that is because it is a competently made movie that makes decisions that uh, I think really annoy a lot of people. I, I will contend that the highest point of this sequel trilogy is the stuff between Rey and Kylo uh, and Luke to a certain extent uh, in The Last Jedi. I don't think that there's anything better than that. Uh, uh, I, I rewatched The Last Jedi. I don't know how much I'm willing to stand for the Poe plotline or the Finn and, and Rose plotline, which is two thirds the movie. So, uh, you know, I, I think I've kind of revised how much I like it. But uh, at the end of the day, the stuff that felt to me like really exciting, fun Star Wars was, uh, I mean, really, it's its that throne scene. It's and everything that leads up to it. Like mm-hmm. that to me felt like fresh, exciting, rad, the, the light and the dark uh, legacy versus the future kind of Star Wars stuff. Um, beyond that... Uh, I think Force Awakens is always going to be a fun movie. I mean, obviously, it's uh, a little bit of a retrograde, and uh, it gave us the the hint, maybe uh, 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 the weird Sith knife that could lead us to a weird glowing pyramid. <laughs> but only, eventually... only as long as you're standing in the exact right spot when you pull out the little uh, little map uh, chunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pull out tab yeah. <laughs> that we would eventually get to Rise of Skywalker, which would only be callbacks to other older things. Although not. Why does the Emperor keep trying to hit people with that lightning? I mean, it's never. Uh, I mean, if he was able to foresee everything that he has foreseen, maybe foresee putting your hands in your pockets, Chief. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like you don't like every time you try to hit these people with the lightning, you always get scarred in the face or, or you know horribly disfigured yeah. you know it's, it's although i did i like him i really like ian mcdermott i don't know why he's in this movie but uh i really like him and i like i if there's one thing that's great about this movie coming out is everybody doing emperor impressions which is <laughs> yeah. just very right. delightful to me <laughs> yeah no that guy's cool like you know he has a i was excited to say oh to see what they were going to do with him i like his like stumpy nasty fingers where this mm-hmm. looks like he's just falling apart. Uh, the lighting was cool. They figured yeah. out a way to make him look sinister all these years later. Like, mm-hmm. like those are the things I got excited about. And I am a Warhammer 40K fan, so all of that tech priest-looking stuff on that planet vibes with me big time visually. So, like, the effects and the visual uh, uh, production that was going on there won me over in the moment. But then mm-hmm. you start thinking and you go, oh, yeah, yeah. there's problems with this yeah a friend of mine uh played trivia with on uh, sunday night said and what about the knights of ren uh, 2.0 he said he said he saw somewhere online somebody said that they were basically a slipknot version of a boy band that was as (laughs) ineffective at taking out (laughs) kylo ren is (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like for real so i uh you know i don't know what else there is to say about this thing except i'm more excited about the future of television 
and Star Wars mm-hmm. and long mm-hmm. form than I am any more movies. I, I just I, I think I don't think it's the fault of the movies. It's a, it's a fault of the the leadership and 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 to that I I think my instinct would be to to blame Kathleen Kennedy, but I don't know for sure because obviously the Disney Corporation is a large structure. But look, uh, how many directors have been fired from that? Uh, uh, from from this from Star Wars movies, how many times have we seen very very plainly uh, projects being pulled between two creative forces, and those are the ones that we know about mm-hmm. because uh, from hearing behind the scenes on stuff, and even the movies that we love that seem to be peaceful, harmonious uh, uh, projects, there's a lot of pushing and pulling behind the scenes. There's a lot of studios wanting certain things and wanting scripts rewritten and wanting certain things in or out of it. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of that with Disney. There's a lot of that with Star Wars. And I think that they've led to all of the movies that have come out being, one in one way or another, disjointed messes. Uh, so my my problem is less with the format, although I would totally agree with you that although... There are elements of the Mandalorian that I, I can take or leave. By and large, it's great. It's yeah. the first time that I've watched something and I've seen Star Wars and been like, oh, my God, this feels like Star Wars. That second mm-hmm. episode of the Mandalorian is maybe my favorite Star Wars thing since I watched the original trilogy. Yeah, it, I agree. It just felt so fun and awesome and cool and big, uh, even while telling a small story. So I, 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 I. I think that there's definitely a future for for the movies. I just really hope that they look across the hall and understand that, you know, Marvel's no accident. They they have an idea of what they're going to do. They got an idea of how they're going to polish up these scripts. And yes, to a certain extent, you can say that they're samey or you can say that some of the movies are better or worse than the other ones, but they're never insulting. Yeah. And, and that's where I think when you when you get so disjointed in the creation of these movies, that's where I think if, if there's an element of righteous indignation, that's where that comes in is that you're asking me to pay attention to all these things. And then you're just sort of hand waving them away, uh, you know, at you know whenever it's, it's kind of convenient for the writers. And, and at that point it's like, well then why do I care? Yeah. Like, why am I going to this opening night? I went to go see that movie Midnight. I'm old as dog poop these days, man. I go to sleep at ten. I went to a midnight movie like I like I would when I was eighteen, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I watched that and like uh, I was just like I, I just kind of felt like 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 an idiot. <laughs> it's kind of felt stupid. I kind of love that. So so uh, yeah, the look across the hall thing is the one thing I wanted to make sure to reemphasize. If if they, they one of the things I think this this trilogy did poorly was deal with multiple character arcs at the same time, satisfying in satisfying mm-hmm. ways and doing it simultaneously and having it come to a good end. If you just look across the hall, the prime example of modern filmmaking where they took this kind of pop level stuff and took a ton of character arcs and made it work. Look no further than the last two Avengers films. Uh, mm-hmm. Those two movies proved all the way up through Endgame 
that you can do that with tons of people. It's not even just like yeah. not nearly as yeah. many people in Star Wars as they're trying That's to track in those Avengers. movies. Yeah. And they yeah. did it. And it wasn't because they're comic book heroes. It wasn't because of any other reason. They did it because the writing is really tight, really smart. They respect the characters and they followed through and they freaking stuck the landing. So mm-hmm. do that. Just go over there. Just- and, and look, and look, uh, Endgame is a very self-indulgent movie. Uh, sure. I rewatched it on a flight uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but God damn, is it like emotionally satisfying? And also, you know, the end of The Last Jedi, uh, the one of the lines that I liked the most, some people found it a little hammy, but I liked it, was the Rose to Finn uh, before Rose put in her uh, reservation at the Rainforest Cafe. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's like, all right, just give me. Uh, give me a, a, a table for two, but only one seat, because don't worry, Princess Leia is going to be standing in the exact same position the entire movie. Uh, um, that she tells Finn, uh, you know, we're not going to win killing the people we hate. We're going to uh, su- we're going to survive saving the people we love. And then I watch Endgame, and that's literally the theme of the movie. But they show and they don't tell. They made a, an entire, you know, two and a half hour movie out of the fact that like they go and they literally kill the bad guy in the first 15 minutes and that brings nothing but emptiness and sadness it's not until they save the people that they that they lost that they are really made whole and that's uh that's an amazing that the reason part of the reason why that that movie and that franchise is what it is and star wars is just this kind of befuddled mess yeah so do you think do you think that it suffered from having different directors um, a different director for the middle film, like say you know all all the bad things that came with the prequels. At least that did feel like a story from start to finish, and and Last Jedi feels like such a different movie than Force Awakens and and Rise of Skywalker. It didn't feel like, and well, speaking to your point, it didn't feel like it was a cohesive trilogy as much as no. it certainly wasn't even a cohesive uh final film i mean but, i wouldn't i wouldn't lay that on because i would say that the original trilogy was three different directors and they somehow made no, it work so that's true yeah right so yeah well yeah i mean it was four i guess by no yeah three because Trevor O got fired uh <laughs> add him to the grist mill uh but uh look the the original trilogy was three different directors that's what i'm saying um, yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the the difference was is that George Lucas, with a better writer, uh, wrote the scripts. Like uh, it was George Lucas's big mytho- mythological ideas that we saw unfettered in the prequels, uh, mm-hmm. along with you know some uh, some some help. And and if you follow the creation of the original Star Wars, uh, a lot of help, like in the edit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the bigger thing here is that, yeah, it would have been better if there was one big cohesive idea. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, right. what's 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 anybody's arc? Like, aside from Kylo's arc being, I'm evil, so evil I killed my father in cold blood, and then I get redeemed at the end for five seconds before dying and then fading <laughs> into oblivion by the way a moment that was laughed at by my audience uh midnight <laughs> on opening night half the crowd in costume yeah. laughed at when he the went poof moment of the yeah 
the yeah. emotional moment at the end. We got laughs too in our theater. That's funny. And where ours was oh, really? a yeah, ours was a rented theater. And what's funny is it was I think what what made everybody laugh in ours it was, oh no, Ray is dead. Okay, he's gonna bring her back. Okay, now she's back. Oh no, he's dead. Like he's it was dead. just like, <laughs> 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 and they could she could could she have kissed him really quick and they could have just hit passing passing uh, life back and forth. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a it was a dumb it was a dumb moment. It was nice that Luke got to show Leia where he grew up and that they'd gotten rid of the crusty bodies of Aunt Beru and <laughs> Uncle Owen. Why would they go back there? <laughs> What's the point of going like, oh, let me remember this time that my uh, that I, I hated my childhood. Uh, and then when I left, I, I found my uncle and aunt's charred bodies uh, on right. outside. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Leia would like it there. Oh, no. You mean the place where she was enslaved by a slug monster? <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. She did spend some time. She had a bad yeah. time on Tatooine. Oh, right. I forgot like, about that. Yeah. Tatooine sucks ass and no one should ever <laughs> visit there. Yeah, it's a dump. But uh, why is she buried? Like, I still don't understand why even the, why bury the lightsabers there? Is that the just The final, to... the final F you to Anakin. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the Buried idea... his lightsaber in sand. It's coarse and it gets <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's great. It's sand, do you? Guess where I'm going to put your lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> go get it, Force Ghost. Why don't you sand it up, Sandy? Also, uh, how come the Force Ghosts are so selective about when they show up? Like, couldn't we have seen... There should have been a whole throng of them at the end of the Skywalker right. trilogy. Right. Should have been like... Old man, well, Obi Wan back there, Yoda, Yoda, yeah, everybody. This kind of gets into a larger issue that I have with Star Wars, and really, this isn't unique to Star Wars, although I think they're the vanguard of it. Uh, it's the the fetishization <laughs> of the iconography. So uh -huh. it's like there's nothing that that typifies it better than the robes, right? The first Jedi that we see is Obi Wan, and he's living as a hermit on a desert planet, and he's wearing these robes. So by the time the prequels roll around. And we see a bunch of Jedi's. What are they doing? They're wearing a bunch of peasant robes, like you would see on Tatooine if you were living as a hermit. And the only reason why you do that is because that's the only other Jedi we've seen. Right. And that's a way that you could visually cue to the audience, uh, like, oh, look, we know they're Jedi because they're wearing these desert robes, right? right? Right. Despite the fact that it makes absolutely no sense. And so, what this trilogy really is guilty of is that. We are here for the moments. We're here for the iconography. We're here for the moment where the audience goes, woo, more than we are for building it up. And the Force Ghosts are a huge part of this because in the original trilogy, they're very sporadic and like they, they kind of show up as kind of Greek chorus elements. The moments where the hero is absolutely screwed and, and now they're going to. Uh, have some words of encouragement or wisdom or something like that. And here, they're just kind of wherever they need to be. And uh, it, I don't know. It, it just feels like, oh, we just need a moment with the Force Ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And that's why I think the Mandalorian feels like such a breath of fresh air. It's got its imperfections, but it's taking it in places... It's it's the world building is what I've always loved about Star Wars, but I don't love the repeating story bits. I don't love the fan service, and there's plenty of that in Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's mm -hmm. moments where you're like, oh yeah, of course they're going to reference that, or that's cool that they might brought that up, or whatever. But it's it's dealing with other people in a different place with a different problem, 
and we're away from the saga. We're away from you know lightsabers for the most part. We're we're away from the force with that, with one exception, and that exception is a you know a, a, a conditional exception. Like there's a lot going on that just is new and fresh, and I need more of that. So despite the fact that the next thing they're working on is an Obi Wan series, I'm actually excited about it because I think long form gives them a chance to do something that they don't have to sew up in two hours. Well, uh, more specifically, it seems like long form gives people a little bit less of an opportunity to micromanage. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I don't know how much was micromanaged in Mandalorian. To me, the weakest episodes are, well, the weakest episode happens on Tatooine, in yeah. my opinion, and yeah. for a lot of the reasons that we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I just... I just hope that they just have a plan. I mean, I think part of the problem or part of the issue that I, I sympathize with the people who are making Star Wars with is that, you know, they spent $4 billion on this thing. Right. So I don't know if there is a higher corporate priority in the world of entertainment than Star Wars making money. And when there's that big of a corporate mandate, that means everybody's got to get their fingerprints on it. Right. And that's a hard way to make a coherent movie. You know, there, there's there's not a lot of people that can ward off that level of top-down interference. Uh, I think it, it's maybe Steven Spielberg. Like, I don't know if there's anybody else that could just say, shut up, I'm making my movie, and, and go on with it, or even have cohesion with the script. Right. Because... Uh, you know, Star Wars, the original trilogy, is about three friends that go on an adventure. This is one of my, was one of Andrew Main's point. Uh, the, the first time that they're all three together is in Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a failure of the first two movies. Right. The first time that mm -hmm. Ray meets Poe at all is at the tail end of The Last Jedi. And that's because Colin Trevorrow asked Ryan Johnson, who's writing The Last Jedi script, Hey, I gotta make a movie where all three of these people are together. Can you like introduce these characters to each other so I don't have to do it at the beginning of this movie? I, didn't, I forgot Johnson about did that. It. I forgot that was so late in the game because mm -hmm. now they're undying. Let's all hug the three of us and have tears together is a little less impactful because she barely knows the dude, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like she yeah. hasn't had the experiences with her yet. They have a little bit more on the you know they had the Mad Max hovercraft thing and on Tatooine or wherever they were. Um, I don't remember where they were, but anyway, uh, so they had a little bit of getting to know each other, but they really don't know each other. So Poe and Ray are just like, may as well be, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, they don't have anything to do with each other. So when imagine all, you met well, somebody for five minutes, and then within five minutes, somebody was like, oh yeah, that dude dealt drugs. <laughs> they're yeah. they're, they're uh, one degree uh, LinkedIn connections. That's that's how. They're oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. it makes sense. No, service. the emperor was making. Please meet the pilot boy. He may be gay, but don't worry. He wink, winked at Felicity. <laughs> All right. Well, if anything, and then, yeah. and then I don't know. They sideline Rose so they can have Finn go to the planet where. Uh, I mean, look. I, I really, it is a moral imperative for me that I want to try and separate politics and Star Wars as much as possible. But if I didn't want to do that, boy, is there a conversation to be had about 
Finn meeting another a black character and <laughs> she has the exact same backstory as he does. Wait, uh, you're a <laughs> You're a stormtrooper? You're I'm a stormtrooper. Yeah. Are all are they're all the black related. people? There's only three black people in the galaxy. Yeah, and they're all uh, I mean, stormtroopers. I'm just saying, yeah, it was like a jive handshake away from being something <laughs> true. Well, let's go see if we're all related. Uh, well, I mean that's yeah, I mean and then you have that moment where Lando, who's yeah. just a a, 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 a tacked-on donkey tail to this movie for no <laughs> apparent reason. Uh, he already, like, earlier in the movie, he's like, oh, Princess Leia's single again, huh? Lando's got to dip his wick. And it's like, get out of here, you creepy old man. Uh, and then he sits down with Lady Finn and is like, so what's up? Like, and then you find out later it might be because he's her father, but it definitely in the movie comes off like because all we know about Lando as it's reinforced earlier in the movie is that he's a horn dog. It's like like aha, some young tail for Lando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, freaking... he just looks at his limp ween. He's yep. like, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. <laughs> Pray they don't make it any worse. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this has been a good discussion. We've gotten out of our system. Turns out we agree on a lot more stuff than yeah than we probably thought. Um, but hey, yeah, I yeah, it, it's just in summation. What? <laughs> I think if I thought about it more, as much as you have, I might dislike the movie more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think it's. I, but I'm not I, prepared yeah, to I, think I, about I, it that I, much. Honestly, you know? I honestly just I, yeah. I I really don't have ill will for it. There are movies no, no, no. that I have ill will yeah. for. There are movies that I really don't like. There's, like, like I think HBO's Watchmen, I genuinely really don't like. Like, I really just have problems with that show because I, I know it's well-written. I know it's well-produced. It mm -hmm. just does things that really annoy me on a fundamental level. This is just so slapdash like i mean it, it it basically if if kylo had cut down all those at the very beginning cut down all those people found the glowing triangle went through the uh you know radiation field got to the lightning planet and then like a bucket of paint fell on his head and then like he slipped and his <laughs> pants split his butt was hanging out like i would have felt about the movie the exact same way uh, you know, considering what happened. Like, it just was so tonally weird, so disconnected from everything else that at a certain point, you just throw your hands up and say, what? Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love Star Wars, so it's not like I came in here with a chip on my shoulder. I just, you know, it's not, not exactly what it could be. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's about all we got for that. That's all the gas we have in that tank. Uh, ju jury, well, I know we already talked about it, but really, people, get out there. Raise the dead podcast, uh, dot com. Raise the dead anywhere you get your podcasts. Episode five out today. Uh, it's great. You'll love it. Even if you, even if you think of yourselves, I don't care about history or political history. I don't. I think you'll still like it. Uh, there's lots of things I don't care about, but I see a good documentary on it, and I suddenly care about it. And I think this is, could be one of those for you, uh, for those types. So do check it out if you can. We can't. Oh, oh! You can't hear me. Now we can. No, now now we can. Oh, yeah. weird! I just yeah. gave you the most glowing 
uh, promo for Raise the Dead podcast. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, should have heard it. It was insane. It was yeah. really something. Did you do it or are you lying? I really did. I'm not kidding. It was <laughs> The chat room can, can confirm. A, I was like glowing. Can you, say, can you say a shorter version? I'll say it's really great. And even if you don't think you like political history, you might like it anyway. Because like a good documentary, uh, you'll learn something. It's amazing. People should listen to it. That's it in uh, a nutshell. I got True. added to a best of list for 2019 oh, on the last wow. day of 2019. Ooh. Podcast Maniac. I believe is the name of the blog, but they uh, they do uh, best of lists, and they added me at the very very end. Excellent. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy about that. Really, I mean the biggest nobody who listens to this will be surprised that I, I have a tendency to get a little animated, and that obviously is part of the narration style of the show. But uh, it felt really good because this lady or guy I, I don't know uh, was like, oh, I really don't like yelling. And this guy definitely yells, but the history is kind of undeniable. And I, I even liked it past. There is an analogy in episode four uh, to a boxing match, which everybody thinks is a wrestling match, but I definitely meant as a boxing match. Yeah. Um, but uh, but even then, like that, that's something they definitely don't like, but yet they still really, really liked it. And so that that made me really happy. Uh, and again, let me just tell you this episode five. If you have not listened to anything, and and it's it, it's like eh, I don't know history or whatever, literally just listen to episode five. Okay. I'm giving you permission okay. to just listen to that, and then I if you're not hooked there, then you're not going to be hooked. But that is a gigantic information dump that I think you're going to really enjoy. All right, we'll go check it out. Available now and nowhere else but on your favorite podcast player, iTunes, wherever, Pocket Cast, yeah. love them all. Uh, yeah, just the Oh, by the way, oh, the ebook is available as well. Uh, the ebook, the complete transcripts. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. Uh, otherwise, you can get the link at raisethedeadpodcast.com and uh, it includes the bonus episode that will eventually be on the audiobook as well. But if you like The Irishman, yeah, uh, imagine the political side, uh, the Kennedy side of The Irishman. Oh, uh, the, especially the first half of The Irishman. That's what's really covered in the uh, in in the bonus episode called "The Wheel Man." It's number two in the transcripts, and it'll be on the audiobook as soon as Audible approves it. It's in the process, folks. Nice. Well, good luck with that. We'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic 2020, jury. Thank you so much. Drink Love responsibly. All right. <laughs> uh, that's it for Justin. That's it for us. It's a nice cool. long beefy. For the year, for the decade, yeah, Scott. For the decade. Big beefy conversation today. Uh, right. If you like our show and you're thinking, man, I'd sure like to support it into the coming year. Well, good news. Patreon.com slash TMS. Oh, I'm not showing Brian. I am now. Patreon.com slash TMS. Please, please head over there and show us your support. If you haven't yeah. yet, consider it. And if you have, we love you. And please stay with us. Uh, that would be And great. if you do it today... Then, uh, then it's even better because it's the start of a brand new month and year and everything, but brand new month uh, tomorrow. That's so right. That's right. Perfect time. time to do it. Perfect time to yeah. do it. Jump on the, the the Patreon bandwagon, and you can play games with us when we do our next play date. Yeah. Imagine just like a couple of bucks a month. A month. Imagine. A month. Nobody char nobody charges that cheap for anything. Are you kidding? Oh, the entertainment you get for so cheap. We're so dumb the way we did it. <laughs> uh, but we're happy to lean in, and, and uh, we appreciate those who have. Right. Uh, TMS mashups, big thanks to Jamie for the year of mashups. We'll have more of him next year. Uh, Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website, and we'll continue to be in 2020. 
TheMorningStream at gmail.com is our email address. If you have any thoughts or feelings about all the Star Wars talk, that's the place to send those comments. That's TheMorningStream at gmail.com. You can find everything else at the site. That is going to do it for us. Uh, Brian, you have a song for time? I do have a song. It's kind of a, uh, a running uh, tri- or a, a tradition that we have here on TMS. To close out the year, the last song we play isn't a cover, but it's a mashup. This is DJ Earworm, Earworm's uh, United State of Pop mashup for 2019, featuring a bunch of songs you won't recognize because that music is garbage. Just kidding. <laughs> there's actually, I'm, I'm sad to admit that there's a bunch of stuff in here that I do recognize, and this is a really good one. Uh, Thorin, as always, suggested this one, nice. and uh, it's a great one. Uh, here is DJ Earworm's 2019 United State of Pop mashup, which is entitled or subtitled uh what is it what is it what is it it is subtitled run away run away run away run away there you go happy happy 2020 everybody yes happy new year everybody the tradition continues here it is we play it and we'll see you guys thursday I'm at a party I don't want to be at I'm not feeling rushed to me Wondering if I can sneak out the back
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I know the name.